When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Did you ever think you would make it? I feel I'm supposed like to take sweet victory. I know this life meant for me. Yeah, why would you bet on Goliath when we got bet David? Value taming, giving values contagious. This world of entrepreneurs, we get no value to hate it. Now they run, homie, look what I become. I'm the, I'm the one. I don't give a damn. You know. All right. So what are we today's what episode three thirty? Oh my god. Uh, we got a bunch of stories to go through here today. By the way, what I do want to show is the interview with uh, Crown Prince Reza Pahlavi is going to be going out uh, uh, tomorrow, most likely Saturday. We do have the intro. That the I'm gonna intro give you. is. I'm going to so give you sick. the sneak peek of the intro, and I think people are going to be blown away by this. Cannot wait to get this. This would be one of those things that. Um, not only the Iranian community, Rob. I'm going to send this to you as well. If you uh, let me check to see if I can send it to you. Anyways, uh, if you get it, I'd love to show it to the audience. Uh, uh, aside from that, let me just kind of give you an idea what we're going to go through on stories today. Elon Musk had a rough uh, couple days this week because uh, he, he tweeted something that he agreed with somebody, and the next thing you know, Facebook co-founder uh, tells him to resign. Huh. Absolutely to resign uh, with what he actually said. Top Tesla investor ditches uh, Tesla to go to Rivian. And then all these other issues, IBM pulls out of ads from X. There's just a lot of stuff going on. Uh, you got to give him props for the fact that at least he's straight up saying what he believes in. But that doesn't mean capitalism's not going to decide and say we're going to move our money elsewhere. Dana White told a sponsor to go F themselves. And uh, we had a meeting with him a couple weeks ago where he told the story to us, and we kind of know what the sponsors. He doesn't reveal the name, and so we won't either, but it's very interesting what happened there with that story. And then in the middle of it, Theo Vaughn tells him about what happened with Peloton. You should see what Dana does right in the middle of the interview. Maybe. when he's, This is why the market loves and trusts the man Dana White. 100%. This is why he's the best commissioner in sports today. When his career is over with, he's going to go down as one of the greatest commissioners of all time. I agree. Some may even make the argument as the best commissioner of all time in sports. Stoop Dog said he's given up smoking, bow, smoking weed. Bow, wow, wow. And it was <laughs> yo, insane yo, when heading. he said that. The question is, do you believe it? Do you not believe it? We'll talk about that today. Uh, I know Kevin Hart said one thing one time. He said, there's only two people I'll smoke weed with. He said, I've never smoking weed, but if there's two people I run into, one of them was, uh, I think he said Marley, the other one is Snoop. If I go meet them... You have to smoke weed. 100%. You're going to do do with those guys. I guess that option is gone for heart yeah. uh, if Snoop is no longer doing it. YouTube debuts AI tool that mimics vocals of artists like John Legend, Demi Lovato to make songs. Talk about AI and creating words and all of that, creating a song. That's pretty interesting when you think about how that can threat your phone. Your phone picks up stuff. Okay. Um, survey from West Bank comes out uh, that majority of the people in West Bank Support the October 7th massacre. Very interesting. American Express support 
for uh, Osama bin Laden after reading viral uh, letter. By the way, Americans Express, not American Express. Americans <laughs> Express. Yeah. I don't want people nah. to be like American <laughs> Express support. Holy, you know, Americans Express. <laughs> FBI digs bodies possibly buried by Gambino family in upstate New York. Huh, that's surprising. Yeah, hey, how you doing? <laughs> no sympathy left. Compa compassion fatigue can happen to anyone. Here's how to overcome it. That's just such a funny story I want to talk about. Your compassion fatigue. Honestly, there is compassion fatigue after COVID. 100%. How you doing? How you doing? I'm doing good. And then, uh, how you doing? How, how you, you doing? doing? How you doing? Tico loves that. I love it. Company mm. behind the Miss Universe files for bankruptcy after accepting transgender contestants. We have an idea for Who these guys. Who would have thought, though? That's I mean, weird. Absolutely. Anheuser-Busch's so marketing chief finally exits. <laughs> After the Dylan Mulvaney fiasco, Target stock surges as earnings overshadow sales decline. Uh, China's home prices plunge, the plums, the most in <laughs> eight years. And then soccer star Megan Rapinoe claims injury in championship game is proof God doesn't exist. I can't wait uh, to talk about that in the last Megan one Rapino, at least. Megan that was a Rapinoe, yeah. rap, whatever the name is. That's how I pronounce that's, it. I'm so. done, that's fine. I'm just New more, breed uh, of supercomputer aims for the two quintillion. Mark, uh, which is a supercomputer that came out. That's a WSJ story. Rob, do you have the clip for uh, Krum Reza Pahlavi that I texted you? If you do have it, uh, if you can just uh, uh, upload it to your uh, to your deal. Uh, um, yeah, I, I want to show. Okay, before you do that, let's go into a couple of the stories here. So let's start off with, uh, which one do we start off with? Let's start off with, uh, do you want to go to Universe? Do you want to go to, let's actually start off with, uh, Snoop Dogg saying he's given up smoking. Daily Mail story. Snoop. Snoop-a-loop. Okay. Snoop comes out and announces <laughs> he is done smoking weed. Fans, surprises fans by declaring, I'm giving up smoke in a recent post, followed by a uh, more elaborate statement. After much consideration from my with my family, I've decided to give up smoke. He also urged others to respect my privacy at this time. Despite Snoop's announcement, many fans remain doubtful. With some speculating, it might be promotional stunt related to potential business ventures in the edibles industry. Notably, Snoop Dogg, who was previously rumored to have uh, someone roll 70, 75 to 150 joints for him daily, revealed a shift in his cannabis consumption habits earlier this year, stating being a grandfather has changed me in multiple ways. Do you really think he's going to give up smoking weed? Snoop, bruh, sipping on gin and juice. Stop it. All right. <laughs> Look, we all grew up with Snoop. Okay, Dr. Dre and Snoop back in the day, Compton doing his thing. Ain't nothing but a G thing, baby. Snoop, <laughs> don't you lie. don't you can't just spend your entire life smoking weed and then hit us with I stopped smoking weed and the standard please respect me and my family's privacy. <laughs> so at that's this your time. biggest challenge. Like this, like there was a death and the please respect my privacy. As I'm, buddy, you built your entire freaking brand on weed and now you want us to be like. Good for Snoop. It's been about time. Sure, buddy. Dude, just double down on what you do. Stop it. Yeah, and, and but, the, the funny thing to me is where he goes, after much consideration with my family, like, do they all sit yeah. down like, at, at, at like, the din like the dining room table, and they're like, listen, today's the day. I'm done yeah. with the weed. Even the kids are like, they're dropping Dad, you, you, you know, I covered the story. This is like maybe a year ago. This guy, this guy is rumored to have someone that to roll 75 to 150 joints for him a day. By the way, he paid him like 80 grand a year just to be his weed roller. That guy's finger Whatever stink. the number was. That okay, guy's finger let me, let, Rob, run a poll if people actually believe he's going to quit smoking or it's a stunt. <clears throat> just type in. He is quit smoking. 
It's a publicity stunt. I'm curious to know what people think. Tom. I'm thinking I'm I'm going to be the first vote publicity stunt. And be respect my privacy at this time is like baiting baiting the media to come attack you. Yeah. Baiting them to come after and ask more questions about it. I think it's a publicity study. It's going to edibles. And here's the case study I give you. Mm. Cheech and Chong. Anybody remember Cheech yeah, and Chong? Yeah, of course. Comedy Tommy album. Chong and they had an Cheech. album called The Big Bamboo, where you pulled the, the record out of the sleeve, and there was this giant rolling paper in there, and Up in Smoke. That was their big thing. They were all about smoke. Cheech Marin and Tommy Chong. Well, what have you been doing for the past three years? They've been pushing their edibles. Mm -hmm. You can see them. They pop up on Twitter uh, every day. I'm on Twitter. I see their stuff. Their there edibles. you go. And by the way, they're not. And by the way, I think whoever's doing their social media marketing isn't really targeting it because it's just being like spammed everywhere. It's just yeah. showing up. And I'm the I, wrong customer. And yeah. by the way, what I'm hearing is that they're doing very well. And so if there's one thing that Snoop is, is an entrepreneur and a capitalist mm -hmm. underneath all this. And I think he's looked across the aisle and he's seen what's about to happen to vaping and I think he's got something coming. So you think he's still going to be rolling down the street smoking in those sipping on gin and juice? Once mm -hmm. I think, that, think, I think he's still going to be smoking, and this is part of a publicity back. stunt. Stand by for yeah. edibles for his market, the same way Cheech and Chong are pushing. You hit, you know, as I famously say, the nail on the head. You definitely hit so, the nail on the head. I'd be rolling down the street, what is smoking. It? I got my mind and my money and the money on yeah. my mind. So this is a complete I, I, I think money play. I think it's a money play because just the other day, Pat, like, think about it. Who, who is Snoop Dogg? Snoop Dogg is a gangster from California. That's right, like, like legitimate gangster, saying about it. He, he, it Comps, is, is he a crip? Out of Comps, is he a crip or what, 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 what gang is he affiliated Long with? Beach crip, yeah. Long Beach crip. Guess I'm not what? allowed to talk about I'm it. I'm at Target and I look and he, I see a Snoop display. He's selling wine at Target. Oh, yeah. You want to talk about from gangster to if you're like, and what's the name of the wine, Rob? What's the name of the wine? What's the name of the wine? What is it called? 19 crimes. 19 crimes. Blood, and it's blood red blood wine. Blood red. So weird. You remember when, you remember when IHOP like three or four years ago came out and they said, well, guys, we changed our name and it's now IHOP. It's the International <laughs> House of Burgers. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Last and they did it for a week, and it turned out it was a marketing stunt just to tell people, listen, we got, we got burgers, burgers now, but we're yeah. still IHOP. Brilliant. It's we're brilliant. still doing pancakes out here, baby. Yeah. There's a marketing play here with Snoop. 100%. Well, the, wine, basically the wine is, is like, good when the smoke's he, too harsh. Well, exactly. He's going to come out and say this. Listen, guys. What percentage up, do you think I gave up weed, a, wait, but here's my newest problem. What, check this out. What, per what percentage do you think it's real? Percentage. What percentage you think? Talking zero. 2.5%. Zero. 2. 2. zero. Like zero percent. Oh, you're serious. Zero. Unless, unless okay, I'll, give it, I'll give it 2%. You I'll know, give it oh, 25. I'll give it 2%. Winning, because you know why, Pat? What if, God zero. forbid, like he has something wrong? Like what if I it's tell like you cancer what, or some if shit? If it's real and he does it, he he will be like the ultimate guy that will force a lot of other people to quit smoking. Yeah, nope. Like time. if the if, – no, he will though. But you have to realize because – Stephen A. Uh, talked about it, and, and he posted something about it. But if he does, he's going to cause a lot of other people to question smoking weed. And he can, if he goes on a tour talking about why he quit smoking and encouraging others, your grandfather, but it's a different phase of your life. Mm -hmm. So you may be going through it, but I'm more 
85, 15 is where I'm at. That uh, that it's uh, 80 that he's still gonna smoke. Yeah. 20 that he won't. Yeah, that's okay. right. Well, that's kind of where I'm that, at. Nobody's talking about it. What if, God forbid, there's something physically wrong? There's something. Yeah. How that's, much weed can you smoke yeah. without getting something that's wrong? That's my two percent. Like yeah. if yeah. he's going to his doctor, the doctor says, "Hey, man, you got a spot on your lungs," and he's a yeah. grandfather. 75, 26. Maybe they think it's a publicity spot yeah. stunt. They know what they're doing. 26 percent. Stand by. People smoking. 19 crimes edibles. By the way, the airdrop finally worked. Rob, I think you got the clip. Here's the intro I want to show you about the interview with uh, Crown Prince that's going to be going out. The Iranian community, Brace for Impact, this is going out most likely tomorrow. Uh, Go ahead and play. Your father was right. He was doing the right things. He made Iran a better place. Unfortunately, the competitors noticed he was getting stronger. And he revealed his hand instead of maybe holding his hand. And I kind of pissed off the enemy. I think mistakes were made on every front, including my own father. Inflation right now is 45%. Interest rates, 12%. Some will say there's a business model for the Middle East being chaotic. At some point, it's got to give. What can happen after we eliminate this mafia-like regime that uses repression at home and aggression abroad? What they fear are the people more than anything. What gives us the incentive is we deserve better than what we have right now. Iran should have been today the Japan of the Middle East. I mean what I say when we can move from hope to belief, because I believe all the ingredients for that exist, both internally and abroad. Do you want the job? Wow, Pat. Let me explain something to you. I, well, I have to see that. I, I can't wait to watch it myself. Oh, and I, I, and I can't wait it. to I'm telling you, you I can't wait to see it because... You know, it, 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 to you, 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 you know, your family, Iran, my family, I live there. So to me, I can't wait for this to come out, uh, for the world to see. It's the first time he's ever done a three-hour long-form interview like this, ever. And you said it's one of your top uh, interviews? It's one of my favorite conversations of all time. Wow. I mean, I, I'm, if, if moving forward, this has to be one of my top three to five favorite conversations of all time. After I watch it, it may be a top two. Of all time. I really enjoyed this. This was Sick. a, yeah. How I, long were you working on this for, for it to come to fruition? Well, I mean, first meeting we had was March March 10th of 2015 in D.C. You've been working on this for eight over We had eight a three, four-hour meeting there. Oh, yeah, yeah. We had a three, four-hour meeting in D.C., and we've been working on this for eight years. And why now? Why did he agree to it why now? Why now? Why me? Why not? Why me? Yeah. Watch it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, why now? Because... Um, it, it's it's messy, it's ugly, it's nasty, what's going on in the Middle East. And he is by far the best spokesperson that can give insight on what's going on, perspective on what happened, the cause, his father, his connection. He's been studying this for his entire life. Who can speak better on the JFK and the RFK assassination better than RFK Jr.? Mm-hmm. Nobody. He is it. You want to know what happened to the assassination? Talk to the son who went 14 years through pain, drugs, when he saw his dad getting assassinated. His dad's about to be a president. No one has studied that topic more than him. So the closest comparison I can give. By the way, CBS interviews his father in 1976, and they say, uh, uh, Your Majesty, you are currently possibly the most powerful man in the world. That's his father. 
You're talking about somebody that 50 years ago the world feared because they thought this guy was going to take over the world. Wow. And he was on track to do so. So it's a very, very interesting interview. And, and Pat, not to cut you off, it's going to be translated too? For, it's going to be translated in Farsi as well. So, so you can watch it in Farsi or you can watch it in English. Okay. Sick. All right, let's go to the next story here. Dana White. Rob, if you got the Dana White and the Theo Vaughn clip, if you can play the first one. Dana White talks about what a sponsor asked him to do. And he breaks down what he ended up telling him, and he was very diplomatic about it. Go ahead and play. Me too. This this happened to me. I posted a video for Trump, right, mm -hmm. on my personal social media, and one of our big sponsors called and said, "Take that down." You know what I said? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> you vote for whoever you want to vote for, and I'll vote for whoever I want to vote for. That's how this works. I don't even care who you're voting for. It's none of my fucking business. Well, fuck you. Yeah. Don't ever fucking call me and tell me who to I vote for. <laughs> yeah. Very yeah. diplomatic. Yeah, I think I a lot of people feel in fear these days, you know? Yeah. A lot of people feel in fear that if they don't vote for certain people, they're going to lose their jobs. Yeah. I mean, it's Hollywood, for example. Think about how fucking crazy that is. It sounds insane. It yeah. sounds just like... Well, it'll keep happening unless more people stand up for themselves. Yeah. There you go. And give them the fuck you response. Okay, so now play the Theo Wong clip, which, which, first of all, I love this. And he told us a story in his office when we were with him for a couple hours. It's a very... This is why I respect the guy. This is why I respect the guy. You know, play this clip. This is now Theo Vaughn talking about what happened with Peloton. A company call or a couple companies call advertisers like, you guys need to take the episode down, you know? What sponsor did it? Oh, Peloton was the... Peloton. Yeah. What do they sell? Fucking bikes? The stationary bikes? <laughs> yeah, dude. Peloton <laughs> sells stationary bikes, and they got a problem with Robert fucking Kennedy. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you, Peloton. What? Who the fuck are they? Yeah, first of right? All, are yeah. you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Fucking Peloton calling. Big Peloton's in the gym. Are those Peloton? Yeah. Asports. No, no. There's bikes next to it. Asports. Ask. Yeah. We're getting rid of them. Yeah. We're getting rid of the Peloton. A company call or couple. Oh, so, so, Pat, just to give people a little context. Boom. Uh, uh, he he posted. Theo posted the video of RFK. Peloton called and said, "Take it off of YouTube." And then that's the conversation that happened. So it's but Pat, it's weird though. But if you have money and you're powerful, you could say shit like this. But the average person that's just out there trying no. to make it, you can't. You but, can't. But let me tell you though. But let me tell you though. He's empowering everybody. No, you can't say that. So. The, the average person, you're right. When you're saying the average yeah. guy that's taking $200, $300, $500, $400, but here's what happens. This is why I said if Snoop quits smoking weed, he's the big dog. When you think about smoking weed living, who's the who's the Snoop. god of smoking weed no, living? Obviously. So he, if he quits, he can influence hundreds yes. of thousands of people to consider smoking I, weed. I agree. Okay. If, if Dana calls out brands like that, guess what brands are now doing? They're sitting. This hurt Peloton right now listening to this shit. And by the way, the fact that he doesn't reveal the name of the other company he's talking about, I guarantee you there's an element of it where he is hanging on to it for future purposes that in case if he does, and I wouldn't be surprised if in the next couple months he actually tells people who it is, the other brand. But the point here is this. This is empowering content creators to not allow sponsors to bully you, period. So by the way, Okay, let's just say you are having a sponsorship and you do support whatever you support, and sponsor calls you and takes you, tells you to take it down, or else, yeah, you should talk about it. Oh, one hundred percent. And meaning, I would take it down. But what do you say about the people that Pat need this money, need this income, and then all of a sudden they're like, you? Sound that, that noise? What sound is that? Somebody, somebody dri drilling? Is somebody that drilling? Out I'll take care of it. 
It's yeah, outside. Okay. Yeah, that's no, what I, I just, I just yeah. actually found out they're removing the Peloton from the gym that we have here. <laughs> Let's but, get that shit out of here, Rob. So, so Pat, my, my point, a, no, yeah. I, I'm with you 100%, but what I'm saying is, Pat, the average Joe that has one sponsor that's giving him $1,000 a month that he needs to pay for food in his car and stuff, mm -hmm. they go, hey, take it down. That guy's taking it down. I mean... I would hope for him to be able, like, like to sit, to have the power to say "f you" and find somebody else. But if that's all you have, then you're kind of screwed, yeah. aren't you? Yeah. Hang on, yeah. I, have, I have another perspective. What did he say? My personal account. Yeah. I put a a simple post about voting for Trump, a candidate. So what what Dana is talking about there? He's a business owner who has a enough of a visibility and there's a lot of business owners that have basic visibility you could have a small business in your town and have a twitter with 2,000 followers but people in your circle in your small town see you and what he's saying is i personally are voting this way i don't care who you're voting for that's not really not my business and he's talking about i believe freedom and a core point of free speech more than he's talking about sponsorship defense and i applaud dana for saying it to empower even the smallest businessman who says, hey, I support this candidate. I like what he stands for here. And not to have other people come silence you and attempt to leverage any part of your economic being, like your sponsorships or doing business with you. I applaud this for empowering all of us. By, by the way, here's a question for you. You think Dana's been like this since he was small, or you think Dana only started being like this when he was big? From everything that I've seen from Dana, Dana's never changed. That's the mm -hmm. point. So I the love point that. is... True this believer. is a philosophy. But by, by, by the way, I'm telling you, I can tell you stories of me making a decision like this that almost cost me a few hundred million dollars. Okay, I'm telling you. I believe the it. story about me sitting in a room with Moral Tom and uh, Moral uh, Amore and a AIG sitting there, and the concern was about me oh, being Armenian because of insurance fraud. And I said, Yeah, if this is what you're gonna do, we're gonna have a problem. If they still dropped us, I don't have the kind of money they have to pay twelve hundred dollar lawyers. At that phase of my life, phase of my life, I could only afford three or four hundred dollar an hour lawyers. They can afford twelve hundred, fifteen hundred dollar an hour lawyers. If we lose that in that moment, but I will tell you, that moment was the moment the insurance industry found out these guys are not playing around. Period. Tom and I are on the call one time. Okay, Tom, if if you're comfortable telling the story, we'll tell the story. You know which one I'm talking about? I want to hear it, Tom. Up in the mountains. When we're smoking weed. No, 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 no. <laughs> Tom, were you on that cheat? The, no, Tom, Tom, were you on that cheat? Tom, and different, different. The, the one in the jacuzzi. Because <laughs> well, no, there's a couple of big conversations we've had. I know the story. One in the no, jacuzzi. No, that one, that one is our business. It's no one's business. The one I'm talking about is, I know which one. We're sitting in the, in the truck. We're having a call. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I'm talking about uh, the call when this company comes to us and they wanna, they want us to pay twenty five thousand dollars. Do you remember that call? I am perfectly comfortable with this. Okay. Uh, do you mind one, sharing that story? By the way, Tom had just started. We. We, are, we haven't worked with each other for years yet. Okay. This is maybe nine months we're working together. You too. Me and Tom. Gotcha. Actually, it's probably even less than nine months, something okay. like that. But go ahead, Tom. So we had a um, – I'll just put it this way. Um, in um, insurance, you have a lot of software out there that, that helps you do this or that. Let's just call it helper software that does some function. And it saves you money, saves you a head count, and it works real well. We had gone to an insurance count conference, long story short – found some software that was really, really applicable for what we could do, could save us some money, help us process things faster. All businesses want to go a little faster, process more at a lower cost, all that. Help us do that. So the guy's really nice guy, actually, the, the CEO, stand-up guy. But at the end of it, he said, hey, <clears throat> here's the price for it. And, you know, you have a couple other 
insurance carriers you work with that if you'll call them and tell them how much you like the software and they're using it on the other side of your business, it'll help me cut a deal with them and then I'll, I'll be working with all the carriers. You understand what he's saying? Yeah, yeah. He's saying, hey, why don't you call on behalf of you and then tell them to use, use my software, software. Got it. and you, you have influence, so call them and get them to use my software. I'm like, okay, go ahead. Okay. And then, then he says, but I'd still like you to pay you know, to, to, to pay a license fee to use the software. And on the surface, I was thinking for a second, okay, seems reasonable. But then Pat said, wait a minute, Tom, if we're doing the marketing and we're going to be the mm -hmm. salesman, we should get a, like almost like a commission. So why don't we get the software for zero as our commission for helping him? Of course. That's, that's a no brainer. And that was a, that's basically How the gist of it. How long did that call last with them? Uh, four minutes, 13 seconds. That's how long. I got on the call. I said, hey, can I ask you a question? Who do you think I am? You think I started selling yesterday? <laughs> what do you think I do? You think, you think I'm just one of these guys you can get on a call and ask for a check and I'm going to wire it to you? Are you out of your mind? I said, I'm paying you zero. And if you ask for it, I will never call anybody for this again. Period. You know what happens? We get, I said, I'm done. I don't have nothing else to say. I hang up. Respectfully, we hang up. Yeah. We're done. Tom is looking at me, Moral. This is what Moral's reaction is, because Moral at this point has been working with me for years. Yeah. Moral's like, this is another Tuesday with Pat. Okay, yeah. what's going on? So Moral just walks out. I got to go to my next meeting. Tom's like, WTF <laughs> just happened? What the? F what was this all about? <laughs> then he calls Tom, the guy. They get on the phone together. The guy's like, Tom, what was that about? I mean, I thought this was going to be a civil conversation. You know what happens afterwards? That guy gets a call. Put your phone aside, guys. They keep they keep picking up the sound with oh, the phone. Man, he 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 gets a call from from a guy saying, "Hey, we are looking for insurance companies to invest in." Okay, and he says, "Is there any company you think we should invest in?" He says, "There's this one company that's ran by a guy that's very crazy, but I think you ought to consider it." Do you remember this? <laughs> yep. He tells him that guy calls us, meets with Tom. That guy brings us ten million dollars. What? With De La Hoya, with Gabriel Brenner, and the guy that I had a four minute call with, the software owner, the software owner. Ends up becoming one of the investors as well. Wow. Because he understands. By the way, you know what happened? We made him a ton of money with the investment and his software and his company. Company ended up exploding for them. But but that's the part that sometimes you think a Dana just started being like this when he made money. But a guy like Dana, I promise you, Dana's been like this since he was 16 years old in the streets of Boston. Mm -hmm. Dana was like that, pushing his weight around, saying, I'm not going to stand up for this, when he lost a lot of things. And Dana having a position like this, I guarantee you, has cost him a couple relationships. I guarantee you. But that's exactly what built a $10 billion brand. You got to tip your... 100%, Pat. So, so, so going back to it... By the way, it, it ended up being a great relationship. We friendship got, till today. We got the software at... A, at at a massive discount, practically free, and we did make those phone calls, and we did help them. And so mm -hmm. everybody won at the end of the day. And it's kind of interesting, especially with the Dana thing. It's like you're going to hit him up about the relationship or a post about Trump. He's obviously one of the biggest, most visible supporters of Donald Trump. I mean, look at every UFC. He walks out with the freaking guy. It's kind of weird that somebody would ask, like, hey, take down a post about supporting him. It's like, don't you know who the hell... Dana is. You knew who he was when he walked in the door and when he signed up for the deal. You know that. One hundred percent. Yeah. It's so, like, yeah. So to tell him to tell him of all people to take it down. It's like that's. I will that's say ridiculous. that the 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 whole concept of telling somebody what they can and can't do or who you should or shouldn't vote for yeah. is antithetical to the United States. Yeah. Like this is what yeah. we do. Now you could. 
at the same time, you could say, I think you're an idiot for voting for that person. I can't believe you did that. You're, whatever, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. You could say whatever you want. But Adam, but this, was mandate, happening, this was happening during COVID everywhere. Oh, I agree. This was happening during I agree. COVID everywhere. So, but anyways, let's go to the next story. Let's go to the It does come story. down to Trump, though. What do you mean? Meaning, like, nobody's saying, don't vote for Nikki Haley or no, else. I'm sorry. What are you talking yeah. about? No, no, no. I'm sorry. Theo Vaughn was for RFK. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It's not Trump. Theo no, Vaughn was RFK. Adam, oh, I think they, it's cancel culture, Adam. Yeah, everybody Listen, was I'm familiar given permission. with that. I'm saying Trump is the tip of the spear. I, in I, this. I don't think that's not it, though, Adam. It's I, whoever is anti-establishment. RFK is anti. Trump is anti. Trust me, anybody that is on the right that's going to be anti-establishment or the left, which is RFK, mm -hmm. even if it's a mansion, they're going to say take it down. Anything that's against whatever their protocols are is going to be taken down. This is why when we yeah. talked about The Rock yesterday, Rock is part of the establishment. I was just going to go to The Rock. That's by the, the way. point. He's not going to do anything to lose the sponsor because yeah. those guys fear losing sponsors. They don't have Dana's backbone uh, uh, to stand this up. Is you just are what right. Rana this. tried to do to Vivek. He's not establishment. He's Correct. not part of the river. This is what Rana tried to do. I'll give you. Let that. me just go to this. Yeah. Let me next, just go to next, this. Anheuser Busch's marketing chief. To finally exit after Bud Light's Dylan Mulvaney fiasco. This is a New York Post story. Their chief marketing officer, Beno Garb, is set to resign at the end of the year, citing a new chapter in his career. Kyle Norrington, the chief um, commercial officer, will take over Garb's role in 2024. Can you pull up who Kyle Norrington is? Uh, I want to know who that guy is. The Bud Light campaign featuring transgender influencer Dylan Mulvaney led to significant sales decline. Bud Light lost his top-selling beer position to Mexican import Modelo. U.S. revenue for the company fell nearly 14% from July through September, and Bud Light's volume and, and dollar sales plummeted by 30, uh, uh, 30% and 26.9% uh, respectively. Despite these challenges, Anheuser-Busch remains hopeful that about Bud Light's hopeful about Bud Light's recovery. Whatever, over 40% of uh, lapsed Bud Light customers expressing willingness to give the brand another chance. Here's why they're going to give them another chance. Okay. Is this the CEO? Not him, Rob, the, the chief commercial officer is who I want you to pull up. The guy that just I read here, Kyle Norrington. If you can look up Kyle Norrington. That's uh, is that him? Can you zoom in? Let's read his profile. And maybe if you can go on his LinkedIn, that'd be great. Uh, Kyle Norrington. Uh, um, this is going to be the new guy, Pat? That's Kyle Norrington is the chief commercial officer that's being promoted to the chief marketing officer, effective 1-1. And I would love to know what this guy's background is right there right to the there. left. Yeah. So, okay, they don't have the LinkedIn. Kyle oversees sales and marketing U.S. continuous results, innovative strategies, and disruptive ideas. During his time as president of Canada, Kyle developed and implemented the Canada 10YP, resulting in a gain of a full share point uh, in 2020. He's also step changed the Beyond Beer portfolio and performed I want to know his background through innovation, organic growth, and strategic acquisitions like Nutri, Vodka Soda. Prior to that, he was uh, oversaw global brands at AB and InBev, and including Budweiser, Stella, Artois, uh, 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 and uh, Corona. And okay. Labatt's, can you go to all those pictures just real quick, Rob? Just scroll down. Go start from the top and just go fast all the way down. Okay. Bing, bing. Keep going. Keep going. Just keep going. They're all white. Yeah, I'm just saying, this is 99% white men. That's 100%. Who are basically oh, yeah. well, their no, Mauricio, ESG. Guys, give Mauricio a But their ESG DEI score yeah, is limited who, at best. But, but they're going to double down but on you know who's drinking, you know who's drinking Bud Light? Yeah. White guys. White guys. guys. But then it's like, it's like, 
by, by the way, it's not. It doesn't take a genius for like marketing, and it's like you stick with what works. Bud Light has mm-hmm. always been America and beer and cowboys and shit. This the whole transgender, the, the pushing on on the public has not working. Pat, how many how many examples, case studies have to happen? And we have another story coming up later about it. It's like, when is yeah. enough enough, Tom? When are people going to stop trying to, like, bow down to this small minority group and just say, guys, we're sticking with yeah. what works? I, I think – take a look here. Kyle Norrington is a build and acquisition guy. This guy builds the brand. He's acquired no. things. He's the business No, that's, side that's, that's the guy that got commercial. fired. Benoit no, no, no. Galb. Of course he did. I'm just letting you know that's who you're Thank looking you. at right Benoit. there. But Kyle Norrington is at – Yeah. And this is the guy that got fired. Yeah. Benoit. Well, yeah, I'm talking about Kyle Norrington, and the picture up here happens to be Ben Garb. So what Brendan is doing, I think, is damn smart. He's saying, you know what? Enough with the marketing and all of the stuff that has got us into trouble and this experimentation and walking the plank on this. I want to put in here leading the marketing. You know what? I'm going to put Kyle in here. Kyle has bought brands, built brands. He's been the business and commercial side of it. Do you see the difference? Rather than the pure fluff of marketing and you spend and you do Super Bowl ads and mm-hmm. you get awarded for Super Bowl ads. Sergio Zyman was the CMO of Coke. Um, and he did the famous Mean Joe Green commercial. It goes back to the 70s where he throws the jersey to the young kid. But then he looked at it. It wasn't causing Coke to sell. And so he said, out with the campaign. Everybody in the marketing, pro- oh, we were winning awards for this, doing for that. He says, you missed it. The purpose of marketing is to help sales stel- sell stuff on a measured basis. Boom. And so I think what's happening at uh, Budweiser, I think they've taken a look at things inside. And I want to look at the case study on this a year from now, two years from now, and see what's happened here. Because I think there's a good move by Budweiser putting the commercial guy in place and taking a traditional marketing guy and the staff and saying, because remember, the girl that did this and her supervisor, I think both of them are already gone. By the way, for what it's worth, yeah, I, for yeah. what it's worth, this guy, Benol, who was getting fired, yeah, uh, he was the former chief strategy officer at Anheuser-Busch. He's only been there for three years. Okay. Prior to that, he was at a he was a senior partner at Asia Regional Lead Profit, and then he was there for two uh, uh, three years. And then prior to that, he was on Cantor Consulting for ten years, head of Greater China region. Mm-hmm. And prior to that, he was a strategic planner at this WPP MBA fellowship program. And he's a graduate of Harvard. And a new guy, Norrington went to Stanford, and he got his MBA from Stanford in marketing, where this guy got it from Harvard. So I don't know what that means about anything. I will tell you this. I look at what when, Norrington has done, according yeah, to the When it resume. comes down to brands and it comes down to teams, what is a brand? Actually ask yourself the question, what is a brand? Okay, so when you think about Fox, I'm, I'm going to give you a brand and give me a name, okay? Fox News. Roger Ailes. Okay, who else? Good, you're Tucker. right. I still think of Tucker. Who else? Gutfeld. O'Reilly. When you think about who Hannity built that company, yeah. what's the No, guy's it's name? the family. It's, okay, uh, Murdoch. Lock- Murdoch. Right? Murdoch. Okay, and Rupert. Rupert. Murdoch, no problem. Built that. Yep. When you think about ESPN, what name comes to mind? Stephen A. Smith. Okay. Stephen. When you think about, uh, I don't know, Apple, what name comes to mind? Tim Cook, Tim Steve Cook. Jobs. Okay, Steve Jobs. Tim Cook, Steve Jobs. Okay, so you, you have to keep in mind that a company today is not the company of what it was 20 years ago. The company today is the leadership team that company has. Mm -hmm. So that company will get criticized based on today's leadership team, but that company can change their reputation if they change 
their company's leadership team. Yeah. And the first person you got to fire and move on with is the person that approved this. When I met with the CEO of Anheuser-Busch, and we were in, uh, uh, in UFC in Vegas, yeah. I'm having a conversation with We spoke to him for, he spoke to you for like 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. And I said, I said, who made the decision? Did you know this campaign was going out? As a CEO, do you not know that they're doing this with, with him? Did the CMO know? I know the girl that did it was a VP or a director, but shouldn't the CMO prove that? And if a campaign like this is going out, do you need to prove it? Or is it somebody saying where the company is so big that you don't have access to? Because I understand it's a massive company. I would probably say he didn't know. The CEO of the company didn't know that they're sending this to Dylan Mulvaney. I think the CMO knew that they were doing it. I don't think he knew. Mm -hmm. So... They lost $30 billion. That girl is let go. The CMO is let go. The new person's coming on board. That's how you change a company's reputation. And if next year, after the multi, whatever, uh, nine figure deal you do with UFC, the only company that can save you, if you do that deal with them and that decision doesn't bring numbers back up and you make another stupid decision like Dylan Mulvaney again, mm -hmm. guess what? Then you need to be fired. But the CEO left at Anheuser-Busch has one year. The only year he's got left to prove his job is 2024. If he doesn't turn it around 2024, he's fired by Q1 of 2025. My prediction, I could be wrong. Go ahead, Adam. I just want to add one more thing because we sort of glossed over this, that Bud Light lost their top position, number one beer in America, to who? Modelo. A Mexican beer company. <laughs> Which, by the way, Modelo absolutely sucks. It's one of the worst beers I've ever had in my life. There you yeah, go. I know some people like so, it. It's terrible. I think there's a deeper... Uh, issue here, a deeper fissure of what's going on in America. You're telling me that America, the number one beer in America, has been replaced by a Mexican beer. We talk about all the time the decline in American values, the Wall Street Journal, about less religion, less patriotism, less doing. American service, less religion, just less American values. And this might be a stretch, but I actually think it's kind of spot on, is that now we're, you know, they say that countries crumble from the inside. And everything that's going on with wokeness and DEI and ESG and Dylan Mulvaney, there's something to be said here that Bud Light, America, Clydesdales, what's up, yeah. is, being, is being replaced is by freaking a Mexican beer, Modelo. And it comes down to... I thought you were going to go to the fact that Modelo's a Mexican company. They should pay for the wall. I thought that's where you were going. <laughs> they should pay that's, for that's, my beer. That's where uh, I, was I, I was going to. But, but, Pat, it, and it comes back. <laughs> It comes back to, and you said the woke, like the going woke, being go bro, woke, go, go broke. broke, is anybody paying attention in these companies? Like, are you not seeing the writing on the wall? It doesn't work. Pat, what, what's the other story that you have about uh, the, the pageant? The Miss Universe. You want to go to that? Let's go I to mean, that. I mean, Pat, if you think about, remember the, the, the Thai trans? She's like, this is a company for women. Well, let's go to that. Let's go, go ahead. To that. Yeah, let's go, go to ahead. that. Go ahead. Touch it, Tom. Go ahead, Pat. All right, here we go. Miss Universe judge reveals bankruptcy likely due to outrage over transgender organizers. So here we go. They are uh, about to file bankruptcy. A 2022 Miss Universe judge, Emily Austin, suggests that the bankruptcy of Miss Universe organizer, partly due to controversy, uh, surrounding its transgender owner and Jacra Latipita, uh, <laughs> who brought who bought the organization for twenty million dollars in twenty twenty two, Austin argues, I think the outrage are uh, uh, about a trans woman coming to Miss Universe couldn't be more of an oxymoron socially and morally. It's just wrong. Emily Austin argues that transgender women should not be allowed to compete in pageants like Miss Universe. 
stating that uh, the opposite of women's empowerment, she believes contestants like experience, life experiences should align with their gender identity and criticizes transgender women for not having a true women's feminine story. When, when are they going to – Pat, think about the name of, of Miss Universe. What's the first word in it? Yeah. Miss. And it's like I, I don't understand. And then, and then this, the trans – Guy or guy, I don't, I don't even know the verbiage. Can you play that clip of the So you're owner? saying they went from Miss Universe to Miss the Point. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And it's like, but I, rem I remember this video that, that he's going to find right now, too. It's like the cockiness of, listen, this is for women ran by trans women. And it's like, like what? Who do you think is going to get, get on board with this? It's Miss Universe. We want to see real women. Like, it, it just drives me bananas. It really does. Have you found, did you find it, Rob? I found it. If you want me to send did it you, to you, Rob. Did you use that bananas thing as a metaphor here? 100%. Okay. But it's like, it's like oh, when boy. are people going to wake up? It's not working. It's not working with that. It's not working with Rob, Bud, I just send it to you. Budweiser. It's not working in the whole sports thing. And then, by, by the way, did you see Kim Kardashian now was the man of the year? For did you see that, wait, Rob? Wait, which country had the GQ? beauty contest G with like GQ, five men? GQ named Kim yeah. Kardashian Man of the Year. Are you joking? It's Rob, not a joke. That no, that's got to be a joke. No, Rob, can you put Kim Kardashian Man of the Year? You think I'm joking? It was on the Kim Kardashian is GQ's Man of the Year. What are we talking about? Yeah. What is actually going? Is this real on? life? This is real life. Like you can't make this up. It's yeah. like. At what point have we gotten to where guys? Is that a Babylon so, B article? No, that's GQ. That was GQ, wasn't it, Rob? Where, where'd you get that story? What the? That was from CNN. CNN. She's man of the year. But, uh, uh, look on the cover of GQ. I thought it was an absolute joke. She was wearing a Rob, tie. She go, was kind of pretending to wear a guys, suit. Guys, we're, we're sending 50 Sorry. things to Rob. Let Rob do his job. <laughs> Rob, can ear. you first pull up the, the video of the lady, of the, the, the trans the guy? Yeah, go, go play that first. Let's play it on GQ. What the Kim come? We're so confused right now. <laughs> uh, so is uh, the world. Look. May, okay, there you go. And, and go back a little bit. Go for it. West organization. <laughs> It's a man, baby. Hold on. From now on, it's going to be ran by women. Women. Owned by trans women. <laughs> For all women. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're all going to lose money soon. We're going bankrupt. Look at the boobs on that guy, really though, huh? around the world to celebrate the power of feminism. Okay, but okay, but you you gotta give hold on you gotta give go to the go to the Kim Kardashian GQ thing now if you could oh my like this is like by the way you know you know what would have been the best thing she could have done turning it down yeah the best thing she could have done is to say I'm not accepting this award like because I'm not a man I'm a woman I've had kids are you talking about man of the year read the article Rob can we read this real quick the recent the reality star entrepreneur has been named GQ's man of the year. She announced on Instagram, Kardashian graces the magazine's cover as she's specifically tycoon of the year, posing with a tie and a back. Cheetos, that was a picture I was talking about. She's joined by momager Chris Jenner and sisters Courtney and Chloe for the interview, which covered a wide range of topics Stop. from her skins business like, to uh, family. Skins, late father Robert Kardashian. It's what and, <laughs> this is and, real life. And, there, there's the cover right there. I was talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, man of the man of the year yeah. issue. Kim it's, Kardashian it's like, on the cover. How can, are you trying to confuse these young people that are? You know how many girls follow her and worship her, yeah. worship her, and when they don't even care about her claim for fame was banging Ray J and her mother basically selling and picking. Uh, which tape that they were going to use, bro? That's this right. For Man of the Year, her, uh, her her heterosexual activity has been fully documented. Yeah, and nothing drives me crazy, Adam, when I hear people, especially girls, that are like, I don't care what you say about her and how she got her fame. You got to respect her business. I go, no, no, no. I don't have to yeah. respect shit because at one point, I feel bad for her kids. who are, They're probably at the age now where they could get on their phones and Google and find out. 
like what their mother did to become who she is. It's disgusting, bro. Really? But say what you want about those trans women, those Thai trans, they go for the gusto, bro. Have you seen? Did you see that, dude? Thai lady boys. Thai lady boys. You yeah. Know so, is there something you want to no, say? No, but did you see the boobs on that guy? <laughs> see the yeah. beard on that lady? By the way, let me, let me, Tom. What's, were you gonna say something? Yeah. I, the point here is, they turn to the trans, they turn to the woke, they turn yeah. to this, and then they turned into a ex company in bankruptcy because yeah. they can't get support, they can't get TV viewership. I'm sure there's a woke TV executive that'll give them a broadcast contract. However, they have to sell ads against that and make it profitable. Here's, here's what I'd want to do. Someone's going to someone's going to buy this. Let me tell you what I'd want to do. Here's what I am actually open to. Okay, if this is a twenty million dollar company that she bought it for, and it's in bankruptcy right now, mm -hmm. I'm willing to buy Miss Universe. Okay, and I'm going to go up there opening if we do this on TV to give the speech and say moving forward, this brand, Mrs. Universe, we're going to highlight the most feminine, beautiful woman, genetically a woman, period. That is the only way you qualify for this. We have to respect what women are capable of doing that men can't do. Men can't have babies. Men can't carry for 40 weeks. Women can carry. Women have kids. We have to give them the respect and the love that they have. The ability for women to be feminine is what makes attractive men attracted to them. That feminine side, the gentle side, the part that gives us confidence, we have to recognize mm -hmm. that. I would be very open, Tom. Can you make a note, Tom? Just take a look at Tussie Talk to the bankruptcy attorney. I've already wrote See it what down, it looks Pat. like. Let's make the phone call on seeing what it looks like. I would be very open for buying the Miss Universe brand. Go ahead. Final yeah, thoughts. I, and by the way, you're not getting anywhere near Miss Universe. Why not? Do it. So I can't open You're going to well, stay here and do sauce. So me wearing a dress and coming <laughs> Rob, you have that video? What's funny, I was actually invited to go down to El Salvador. I swear to God, my buddy sent me a video. It's like, Saz, this is what you're missing. You'll see the video. But I actually did an entire episode on Sauzcast earlier this week on Miss Universe going broke and basically why they went bankrupt. Essentially, you spend all your monies on you know women who are not honeys, you're going to go broke, go woke, go broke. <laughs> yeah. But the winner of the pageant, so there's 90 contestants. It's the first time that there's tr two trans men, women, or whatever. whatever they are called, in the pageant. Okay, I sent you on WhatsApp, Rob. But the, the winner actually will, will take home $250,000. So that's what the winner gets. So there's a, the high likelihood at this point, because you saw that Miss Netherlands was who's competing man. was a man. Yep. She's the one. He's the one that won Miss Netherlands. So there's a high likelihood that the winner will yes, walk away. It. it was a guy. There's a high likelihood that the winner will walk away with at least six figures and potentially six inches yeah. <laughs> of what's going on here. No, Miss so Universe. here's the video of my buddy sent oh me. He's like, Saz, you should have come to Oh my God. Those you should have come or, to El Salvador. Are These women? are all women. Oh, thank God. So, but see if you can identify the men. I just, don't, that was him that just walked by, I think. See if you can identify the men. These are the women. My buddy sent me this. This is footage. Mikey B, if you're watching, thank you for this video. Oh my video. God, like, look how beautiful. I should have gone. Yeah, well, are you Brazil? trying to trick us though? Because one of these it's it might be a alphabetical dude. order. It might be a dude. No, She's you'll you'll recognize the one in the mustache and the beard. You'll All right, hold on. Cameroon, beautiful. How much longer? Uh, I don't know. It goes on pretty video. long. Okay. Yeah. So we anyway, don't have the point minutes. is, yeah. that these are they're very beautiful. It's amazing women, but it's a, it's really here's my final point. When that trans person gets up there and gives a speech, and the whole crowd is like, "Yes, yeah, of course." Unfortunately, women are complicit in this. You just saw the outrage we had as four men who just found out that Kim Kardashian is the man of the year. And we're just like, no, 
Yeah. We're disagreeing with this. We yeah. are disagreeable. Unfortunately, most women aren't disagreeable like this. Yeah. And they're just gonna be like, yeah, of course, of Can. course that man should be the yeah. woman of the year. Yeah. That's the difference here. So I think that it's incumbent on women to say, uh-uh. We want a woman to win Miss Universe, not a Got born it. genetic. I gotta be straight man. up, man. It's gotta be all chicks, no dimwits. <laughs> I, go, I know where you were going. You were about to say it, you but it's all did, good. Okay, yeah. Tom, why don't we talk about something light, uh, not a heavy story like uh, music mogul Sean uh, Diddy Combs uh, sued for rape, sex trafficking Jesus. by uh, singer uh, Cassie, um, which was his ex, I believe, right? If I'm yeah, not mistaken. Yeah, they were, they so were together singer for many Cassie years. in a level, level civil lawsuit has accused music and fashion mogul Diddy of rape and sex trafficking during their decade-long romantic relationship. The lawsuit outlines disturbing details of abuse, including allegations of rape. Cassie's suit claims that in 2005, when she was 19 years old, the 37-year-old Combs uh, lured the singer into a professional relationship by singing by her, signing. signing her to her label, Bad Boy Records. Within years, he introduced her into a sexual relationship and introduced her to a lifestyle of excessive alcohol and substance abuse and required her to protocol procure illicit prescriptions to satisfy his own addictions, the suit alleges. The suit also claims that Combs raped Cassie in her home after she tried to leave him and it detailed other instances of physical abuse and coercion uh, 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 during their relationship. Okay, so you hear a story like this. Adam, what are you thinking with the story? I mean, stop it. Okay, look, I've heard a lot of rumors about Diddy. He lives in Miami. I, I know people that have party with him, but let's get real here. This was his girl uh, for... Forever. I don't know if you could find out how long they were ten together. Years. Ten years. Okay, ten years they're together. You know, he coerced her with drugs and alcohol and signing to the label. Now, if he literally full-on raped her, zero excuse for that. But at what point here is this just absolute, just tarnishing this guy's legacy and just going after? We saw what happened with Johnny Depp. The whole Believe All Women is a sham. So let's let the facts play out. You know, this, you know the, he's going to have attorneys. He's going to have lawyers. I don't know exactly what happened, but at this point in my life, I'm not inclined just to believe accusations on anybody. The Russell Brand thing, I think, is nonsense. You know how I feel about Andrew Tate. I think it's nonsense. The whole Johnny Depp thing is nonsense. Now you're going after Diddy. I think it's sort of nonsensical. So but, I, but, but what do you think her motive is behind it, Adam, for all, all money, this time? All, but she, I mean, she has money, money. She hasn't had a hit in 20 years, Yeah, but who's, she, who's her Isn't she with uh, Russell Wilson? That's who Cassie is. No, 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 no. You're thinking of Ciara. Not, oh, they don't Ciara. look the same, oh, okay. Ben. Oh, wait, she's a beautiful, she's, different girl. But she's rich, though. She has money. I don't money. think so. Cassie her, doesn't have She money. had that one song, Me and You, that whole deal, whatever. What's her net worth, Rob? $8 million. Yeah. $8 she million? ain't got it like that, where he's basically a billionaire. I'm putting, okay. I'm, listen, I wouldn't put it past him doing some crazy stuff. And like you said, about the stories, I, I'm shocked that it was a girl because the, the majority of the stories that I've been hearing about Diddy are him and homosexual behavior. A lot. Hold on. A lot of them. And I lived in Los Angeles. That's all you hear is, is rumors like that. Well, if you read oh. this article, uh, it says that Combs forced Miss Ventura to engage in sex acts with male sex workers while masturbating and filming the encounters. Okay, so, so he's having my, other men come over and have sex with her in front of and him, him that he's filming. It. So go, going to my point, exactly. And it's like, bro, listen. And like you said, Adam, I'm not an a uh, advocate of believe all women, but I do believe that when there's smoke, there's fire, and guess what? I've heard so—I'm from New York, bro. I've heard so much 
about this guy and what he's done and from his past to what he's doing right now. And it's it's kind of it's kind of disturbing. So you don't know. Tom, you, you how bad was Diddy when he used to party with them? How bad, Tom? Yeah, Tom. I, it, it was rough. 3 a.m. I'm calling Three? Uber. I'm trying to be designated driver. I'm doing everything I can. You know, and I'm calling Snoop, Snoop, we just got to bring this guy down. He said, man, what did he take? <laughs> so we would go through what he was on and, uh, you know, trying to get him to come down. I think this is this is just those delayed celebrity divorces. Girlfriends need money. Things yeah. happen. And I think this is just a delayed alimony for a, yeah. a girl that was in a relationship with a guy and her career didn't go where she wants it. So now she's looping back to see if she can get a she's, delayed and, and alimony. she's been riding Diddy's coattails since well, 2005. Just hear, me out, hear me out on this. I feel that's what you're kind of saying. Yeah, hear me out on this. She's alleging that in 2005, hear me out, we're in what year? 2023. It's about to be 2024. That in 2005, Diddy did dot, 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 dot. Yeah. You didn't want to come out? In the last 20 years, basically, all of a sudden, this is the time to bring this lawsuit. This is why this is BS to me. What is You've had on? almost 20 years to come up with this. 20 years? Maybe and all was... of a sudden, you felt comfortable to do it? Whatever goes on in the bedroom with Diddy and girls, I don't really give a shit. It's like, what did Judge Joe Brown say the other day? His, whatever you do in your bedroom, yeah, get, get your freak, freak on. Yeah. Get your freak on. I don't really give a shit. Whatever, whatever he's doing, okay? I think it's kind of weird, but there's nothing illegal about that. Yeah. At some point, she needs to take some ownership that, like, all right, this seems like a shakedown. This seems like there's, always follow there's, the money. There's the word. It's delayed shakedown. celebrity delayed divorce. Truly a shakedown. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Mez 303, you the man. He just gifted 20 members a uh, PBD podcast membership. Anyways, sick. so, so yeah, I mean, look, there's there's this Jada uh, uh, Will Smith thing going on, the story with, you know, what happened with Will. Are you following that story her, as well? Her, her, so, and she's so, reacting. She said they're going to sue. Her assistant. Uh, uh, Will you have Smith, Charlemagne well, the God. Well, no, there's a new story. No, the new one is yes. Will Smith's assistant is on a podcast with yes. a female. I'm pretty sure Rob's gonna find it. And mind you, he's spitting whatever he's saying. He's saying it's the truth. I don't know why yes. he would go public with it, but he, he said he's on set, Pat. And in Hollywood, it was hurry up and wait. And we, and Pat, you know that they they rush you, but you sit down and wait. And he alleges that he walked in because he had the key to his dressing room. Here, let's yes. just have him say. It okay, go ahead. I just send. Oh, you have it. Go ahead yeah. and play. Go ahead. Is this the killing him clip? Everybody wanted. And oh, Will. shit. a music stop. Yeah, oh, yeah. We can't do it. So, so here, I'll send well, you the video. While I got it, do you want me to set, kind of set I it up, Pat? for you, Rob. Or you, do we want to just watch it? Shoot, this is the one with sound as well. Yeah, we can't. I saw the same clip. So there's a, there's a couple other is ones. Is this it? They have all the songs. Yeah. So if you got music, go ahead. Just tell so, the story. So, well, basically, this is, this is Will Smith's assistant. And he said that... Uh, Oh, while they're on a movie set, either the director or the producer was scrambling, and they were like, "Where's Will? Mm -hmm. Get Will right now!" So he's going, to, he's looking for Will. He can't find him. He has the key to his dressing room. All right, it's locked. He opens it and walks in, and Dwayne Martin allegedly has Will Smith bent over a couch, and by this guy's verbiage, he is murdering him. He said, and he goes, "He was killing he goes, him." Yo, Killing him. I like. I just want to know that moment yeah. where Will Smith is just like starting causing trouble in my neighborhood. He's no like, "Get shit. out of here! What are you doing?" So, where's way, Tom going? And by the way, and Adam, and you know my attitude. It's always like this: if you you get in one little fight, <laughs> your mom gets scared. It's like moving. She my said, get but, but, but Adam, here's my thing. Anytime this type of thing happens, and right. I get it, it's allegations. We're gonna be suing. You know what I would do if I was the parties involved? I take a lie. I pay four hundred bucks. I take a lie detector test, and guess what? Mm. It didn't happen. It'll never happen because there's rumors. How much stuff have you heard about this guy? I have you heard the, a lot of rumors, Pat, sent, about Will Smith? Rob, I sent you the uh, Rob, pull the up video the without. 
without uh, music. The one you sent has music. Pull up the pull up huh? the one with Fox. The the story that just came out that. Uh, yeah, so Will, Will Smith and Jada Pinkett uh, uh, deny ridiculous claim that he slept with Dwayne Martin, planning legal action, and they're going to sue. Ah, listen, I've heard a lot of crazy stuff about Will Smith, and this all goes into the, their relationship and their problem with her and her sleeping with other dudes and, and her mm -hmm. son's friends. And it's like, bro, it's Hollywood. And like you just said, Adam, I don't care. But you're going after the guy because he's just, tell, he's just telling a story of what he witnessed. Why would that guy make that up? Yeah, I, I look, whether it happened or didn't happen, again, nothing illegal. Uh, it's weird, um, especially. But I think the bigger story here is, has there been a bigger fall from grace oh, than anybody than Will Smith? <laughs> nope. Okay, it started with the Oscar slap, then it was the red table talk, and then the embarrassment of her, his wife, Jada, Sweet. publicly saying that she slept with his son. Then Wait, she what? comes out no, with no, that's son. son. Sorry, son. his son's friend. Son's friend. Oh, Sorry, oh, son's friend. It, it just, There's yeah. so much fucking stories I yeah. can't keep up. Oh, no. Son's it's, friend. It's son's Holly, friend. Thanks, Hollywood, Tom. not Arkansas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then, and then culminating with, yeah, by the way, he likes to just get Whatever, to each his own. But, but my point is this. There's people you look at, like Sam Bankman-Fried, you're like, you're just a scumbag, dude. Or what's Bernie worse? Madoff. What's worse, what's worse fall, him or Kevin Spacey? Will Smith, and it's not even close. Will Smith, Kevin 100%. Spacey is not in Will Smith's Kevin league. Spacey, wait a minute, wait a never has been. I well, wait a, wait a minute. Kevin Spacey... Is Academy Award winner. Kevin, Nobody gives a shit. No, but, no, no. But, but, but here's the thing, though. With, when it comes to Kevin Spacey, I think the difference is America's sweetheart basically is Will Smith. Kevin Spacey, by the way, Dodgers Ranger, that guy is untouchable. He's been untouchable, and so he can the, literally so get away you, with murder. you still put Will ahead of Kevin Spacey One, as a for, fall? Guys, so the biggest fall, it's Will Smith. I, 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 I understand that. Without a doubt. Will if you Smith go, is still if working, you go and Kevin poll Spacey wasn't. a thousand people, do you know Will Smith? A thousand people will know Will Smith. 100%. Smitten. I agree. You go a thousand, a thousand people, Kevin Spacey, now nah, maybe 50%, yeah. 70%. The younger generation don't know who they don't, they don't know. Everybody knows You're Will talking Smith. about popularity. Everybody. Hang on, hang on. You're talking about popularity, right? Yes. Yes. Correct. That's specifically on what I am talking about. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me, I'll go, to, I'll go talk about something in, in parallel to that. So take a look at what happened. Kevin Spacey lost his entire livelihood. He was dead, radioactive, untouchable, did not work. A lot of this has been, you know, actually PR that's kept Will sort of in the news. He hasn't gone to zero work. He hasn't had somebody say, oh, that's so bad that you don't work anymore. Nobody has said that to Will Smith. They've said, this is crazy. You're slapping. What are you doing? It's, it's nuts. It's bad behavior. It's weird. It's tabloid fodder. But it's not the end of your career. Kevin Spacey's career came to an end. There may be more people that know who Will is versus Kevin, but if you're asking a fall from grace, friend, you're going to measure it on the precipice of, of popularity and Q ratings, okay, Will Smith. But if you're going to take a look at what happened, Kevin Spacey lost his entire livelihood off the air. Yeah, but uh, I, by I, the way, his, his Q score, okay, his Q score dropped from 39, which is a great score, to 24 is how bad Will his Smith? Q, Will Smith's Q score okay. dropped just. After the slap, and that's not even including was, where he's and, at today. And, it's probably lower now. What about and, Kevin Spacey's Q score? And, and what, what, what Pat's looking, Adam, and I, I'm with you because think about it. Since that slap and everything, have you seen yeah. Will Smith anywhere? Any move? I, I he did the Aladdin movie, then he did he did the King Richard, and that's yeah. you know. but that's when he won the Oscar for Correct. that. I'm saying since then, yeah. Will Smith is that's not fair. doing I, anything. I think I think the biggest thing with Will is that he's done nothing illegal. 
okay? When you see Harvey Weinstein, illegal stuff, okay? When you see Stan Bankman Freed, illegal stuff. I'm sure we can name Kevin more names. Spacey was Kevin Spacey was sexually harassing okay. Stay in Hollywood. Will Smith Moonves. hasn't done anything legal. It's just, like, shameful. Everybody, everybody loved Will Smith, Yep. okay? Whether it's Fresh Prince or Men in Black or uh, Independence Day or Wild Wild West. The, the new, the, the, I can go on and on about the movies. Yep. And now you just look at Will Smith and you're like, come on, bro, like... Fucking Fresh Prince, dog. Like, what are you doing? Well, it's but, only, but, it's but, only one thing he can do that, that's going to fix that. He needs uh, to leave Jada? Yeah, it's just one thing. That really yeah, needs to be done. But that's it's never going to happen bad. But maybe one of the reasons that it's Kamdik such die, a... Love, of 100%. Yeah. I was just going to say it. Yeah, yeah, that, and Adam, the, reason for, for the reason for this whole Will Smith, Jada, her cheating, maybe, guess what? What if he is a gay man? And it's not working in a relationship because uh, she, it's, uh, he's gay and he's getting banged. And guess what? It is what it is. But I, who gives a shit? It's their relationship. I'm gay. I, mira, Ruben. Ruben. What? I'm gay. What? He goes, hey, I, yeah, hey, you know, Hector from he, he plays in the back. Okay. <laughs> a long time party. I don't know. I, just, long I think I, I, quite selfishly, I love Will Smith. I think he's awesome, dude. Yeah. Like, but what if he's gay? Ali, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, I, I, now I'm thinking of movies. It's just sad to see that this is where he's at, that it's sort of culminating with, yeah, by the way, he's getting killed in the dressing murder, room. Murder. 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 But hey, maybe that's what, he, that's what he has to do to get into Sucks, character. That's not, that's to each his own, bro. Maybe he's like, hey, listen, I'm going to get beat up in the ring. I got to get beat up in the, in the dressing All right, room. Let's go in to the, the other ring. Story. In the rim. Let's go, let's go, let's go to the next Above story. the rim. Let's go to the next story here. So we I'm got sorry, soccer man. star Megan Rampapone. Rapino. <laughs> Rapino. I have a respect for that. Come on, Pat. Lady man. <laughs> Claims injury in a championship game is proof God doesn't exist. Rob, can you pull up this clip? She has a clip that she's God, saying this so in a post-game interview. If you, if you just go on Twitter, you should be able to find where she's saying um, proof God doesn't exist. Megan, you just type in Megan, whatever, you'll see her explaining this. Uh, let me see if I can find it myself. So, Megan, uh, yeah, if you just type in, it should come up, Rob. If it doesn't come up in an interview, yeah, that's it, right? That, that's it, right that there. The, the bottom, a little bit lower, Rob. Rob, right there. That's her. She's talking about her injury when she tore her Achilles. Let's and see. This is a long one. Although I'm, I'm gonna get the Aaron Rodgers treatment, whatever that is. Um, For Achilles. <laughs> so I'm gonna be calling him or whoever did his surgery because we need to speed this up. But <laughs> yeah, I thought about it a little bit. I mean, you know, I'm not a religious person or anything. And if there wasn't God, like, this is proof that there isn't. Wow. <laughs> this is yeah, look at the girl it's next to her. Oh, it's funny? It's so, funny. Yeah. It pause just... it. Pause yeah. It. You so, see how uncomfortable the girl on the right is? Oh, she's just laughing to laugh. Yeah, but that's the problem. What are you laughing at? What's funny? Pat, she's just, first of all, anybody that has their hair a different color all the time to me, it's like, you're begging. For, she's begging for attention. That's not your every single time. By the way, she mind you, she's pro woman and she's f fighting for women's rights and everything. But guess what? She is. She's pro trans. She's pro men competing with with women. And for you to think like like she thinks she's special. What God can't have? It's it's God's fault that you're an aging athlete that hurt your Achilles playing soccer. Like what does God have what, to do with any of that? What a dumb thing to say, man. What a dumb thing to say. There's called free will. He didn't tell you to play sports. You know how many people have had their Achilles torn and and Kobe went through it and then Kobe afterwards like God is good. God is good. Yep. God is good. God is good. And he's the epitome of a guy that overcame challenges. And you sound like a little pansy yep. with the way you're reacting to that. And you're, you're what? You're somebody girls should look up to? You're, it's an embarrassment on the way you handle uh, a, a challenge, and you blame God 
for you playing a sport that comes with a risk. Go ahead, Tom. You have any thoughts on this fantastic? Uh, oh yeah, it's, it's, it, I think if you just yeah, I'm going to go Ben Shapiro a little bit here, but I think you know what I mean. Let's just go to the pure logic back, of the statement. The, the full logic of the statement goes like this. This proves God doesn't exist. And I would back up into logic. Really? What have you been doing for God that maybe he turned his back on you? Mm. You've already said there's no God, and you've gone on these things, and you say you're not a religious person here and in other places. So how is this something that you don't believe in, that you don't care about, you don't want anything to do with, suddenly that? This, this shows that that which you already say doesn't exist doesn't exist. There's no logic in the statement. There's no logic in the statement whatsoever. Oh, so God, who you don't care about, if he did exist, and you say he doesn't, is supposed to be blessing you with athletic ability deep into your 40s when you have an aging athlete injury. The lack of logic here is stupefying. Yeah, uh, I'll add this. I have no problem with someone not being pro-God, I do have a problem with some being anti-God, okay? We had the conversation with Judge Joe Brown the other day and basically said that the LGBTQIA plus cult, is what he called it, has become a religion. And, you know, he basically gave the metaphor that you can't have a cross, a crescent moon, a Jewish star. They're not going to put that up on the White House, but they'll put a gay flag on there. Mm-hmm. Okay, like you can promote LGBTQ all all you want in schools, but you can't promote religion. So there's something off in the country right now where the LGBTQIA is sort of untouchable and they can just basically openly bash God. But if you're like, I actually believe in God and I'm actually a Christian or I'm actually a Jew or I'm actually a Muslim. And this is what I believe in. You're almost shamed for bringing your religion to the table. And I get the separation of church and state. But if LGBTQIA is your philosophy, is your religion, that too should be a separation of church and state. So there's something off here. So that's my opinion on this. No, everybody wants the state to stick up for their belief system. Of course. Just remember that. There is no separation of church and state. Everybody wants the state to either step step up, defend, besmirch, or smash your opposition. So let's let's all be honest that the everybody that says separation of church and state, it's they want separation of the other guy's church and state. Bingo. Yeah, it's it's but b- great points by both of you. Uh, let's talk about Elon Musk. Hmm. Uh, Elon Musk does this on a tweet, Rob. If you can pull that up, so there's a tweet going on. This this guy here, the artist formerly known as Eric, tweets. Okay, Jewish communities have been pushing the exact kind of dial- dialecto dialectical uh, yeah. ha- hatred against whites that they claim to want people to stop using against them. I'm deeply disinterested in giving the tiniest shit now about Western Jewish populations coming to the disturbing. Rob, if you can click to show more. Uh, coming to the disturbing, uh, where is it there? Coming to, uh, where is it at, Rob? Disturbing realization. Disturbing realization that those hordes of minorities that support flooding their country don't exactly like them too much. You want truth? Set to your face. There it is. Elon Musk. You have said the actual truth, and that caused a ton of mayhem. Okay, Facebook co-founder calls on Elon Musk to resign after Tesla CEO calls anti-Semitic tweet the actual tweet. That's one of the stories. There's many more of these that's going to come up here in a second. So uh, uh, that one, the guy's a, a, a pretty heavy-duty guy uh, on, uh, I think he's a $20 billion guy, 
I call on Elon Musk to resign. He later emphasized that Musk should resign from everything. This call came from Musk endorsing an anti-Semitic post by stating you have said the actual truth. In response to Musk's support for anti-Semitic comment, there was a swift and widespread backlash. Tesla investor Rob Gerber revealed getting a flood of messages from clients wanting to out of Tesla and anything to do with Elon Musk. Musk is promoting hate. And CNN anchor Jake Tapper noted Musk was pushing unvarnished anti-Semitism at a time of rising anti-Semitism and violence against the Jews. A top Tesla investor said he plans to ditch his Model Y for a Rivian after Elon Musk agreed with anti-Semitic posts. This is another one here. Okay, Sadly, this is a win for Rivian. I will be replacing my Tesla Model Y for Rivian next year, and I'm sure the rest of L.A. will as well. Get in kept. That's one. Elon Musk boasts anti-Semitic tweet, claims ADL and other groups push anti-white messaging. IBM pulls ads from X after Elon Musk's incendiary comment over white pride. This is from MarketWatch. IBM states, IBM has zero tolerance for hate speech and discrimination, and we have immediately suspended all advertising on X while we investigate this entirely unacceptable situation. Okay, here's another one. You have said, okay, uh, IBM has suspended advertising that follows the next two posts supporting Adolf Hitler and the Nazi Party. That's kind of how they're breaking it down. So, anyways, I can tell you more and more. I'm just going to stop right there. Tom, when you see something like this, what do you think about? You know, Every CEO is the face of the brand. Whether you're Richard Branson, and there are a lot of people that were flipped out because you were kite surfing and a naked girl on your back. It turns out her and her boyfriend wanted the picture. You know, you have to remember, you are the chief PR officer, and you are embodiment of the brand. Um, when Larry Ellison buys all that land in Hawaii and, P- and then made some flippant comments about what he was going to do, it's my island, I can do what I want with it, and certain people you know, take that and get, get all upset, you know, they flip out. This, this is those elements on super duper steroids on the exact issue that is a lightning rod in the middle of society right now. And Elon Musk, I think, was careless. You have said actual truth. I want to know where he was, what time it was. What was he thinking when he just puts a response? Because his response, he needs to understand, is a megaphone for everything that he's invests in and everything he believes in. And if he goes offline, they're going for all of it. And this is the wrong... If there was something in that guy's tweet that Elon Musk saw that says, hey, you make a point here, but there's this, and there's a balance response that doesn't happen, but you have said actual truth, this is just, hey, man, you're a CEO, and you're leading, and you've got this out there. you you got to be careful. And... Elon Musk is a guy who just says what's on his mind. Can I ask you a question? What what was that guy actually saying in his tweet? What was the actual point, Pat? That what 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 is he saying? Because I've been hearing a lot of stuff from Charlie Kirk and everybody about you know the Jewish community and how they were anti-white and you know pro BLM and pushing and hating. I, what what is he actually saying in that tweet? Can we break it down? For, yeah, that's what I was going to so, ask you. What is he saying? Well, Tom. He's saying it. Look at the first sentence. Wait, are, that's, that's not it, is it? Uh, no, move it down. Well, that, so the initial tweet that Elon replied to was a reply to another tweet. So this okay. is the initial tweet up at the top. So by the towers hiding Weber. behind the anonymity of the internet and posting. Hitler was right. You got something you want to say. Why don't you just say it to our faces? So here's what he said. 
uh, Jewish community isn't pushing exact kind of dialectical hatred against whites. What he's saying is they've been pushing, you know, the anti-everyone else, but people forget that the Jewish communities are sitting there supporting Israel, which is on attack from all sides. So he's, okay, trying, but, to, he's but, trying to say that the Jewish people are just as monolithic about their side and against everybody else— um, a, and then B, I don't really care about it because now it's coming back on them and they don't like it too much. So he's trying to say that the Jews are as monolithically, um, you know, self-promoting and therefore racist against others. That's what he's trying to say. But he's leaving out the fact that they're living on this little tiny piece of property is being attacked on all sides throughout history. So to protect yourself and to promote yourself— there's something else that's going on in there, and I think he made a cumbersome point there, and Musk goes, you have said the actual truth, as if this is the Constitution or Magna Carta, mm-hmm. and now everybody exploded. Um, if I can move in a little bit. Um, number one, Elon Musk has been feuding with the ADL for quite some time now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Months. Uh, months, if not longer than that. Whatever their feud is. Publicly it is, hot yes. months. Well, you know, whether Twitter has become more racist or more anti-Semitic or more woke, whatever it is, he has made the platform a free speech platform. That's the sad thing about free speech is you're going to find out some shit that you don't pretty much agree with or want to hear, but that's sort of the price you pay for free speech, and I'm totally okay with that. So I don't know his personal beef with the ADL. Um, as a Jewish person, look, I've heard wild conspiracies about Jews. I've never heard in my life that we're anti-white. This is completely new to me. So whatever this whole nonsensical argument is, just it just doesn't make sense to me. Like Vinny asked, what does it mean? Yeah. Tom tried to explain it. I don't really get it. I don't, like, I don't get it. But that's besides the point. Here's where I'm at with Elon Musk. You know, Ronald Reagan famously said, someone that you agree with 80% of the time is not 20% your enemy, they're 80% your ally. Dude, I like Elon. I think he's awesome. I think he's doing things great for humanity, great for society, but occasionally he does some dumbass shit. Like, it's probably not good for him as a CEO of a company to be smoking weed on Joe Rogan. Would I smoke weed with Joe Rogan and Elon Musk? You better believe it. That's probably not good for the stock price, though. You know, is, is this probably good for him to be weighing in on these types of very hot-button issues? Does that help Tesla? Does that help SpaceX? Does that help your brand? I'm imagining right now Linda Yaccarino, who's the CEO, current CEO, she's doing the whole Joe Biden, Anthony Blinken thing. Like, <laughs> no, what are you <laughs> yeah, doing, geez. bro? She's in her office doing She's doing Blinken. the exact oh. same thing that Blinken did when Biden called she a dictator. Like, dude, why even do this? Yeah. Why invite this nonsense? Like, let's make some freaking money. By the way, IBM... Not a small little company. Not a small budget. Is this the type of company you want just basically pulling their advertising money? And I get that there's an element of Elon Musk. Famously, he says, I don't care. I was just going to say that. What is quoting the, the Princess Bride. But at some point... There needs to be a delicate balance of like, just don't shoot ourselves in the foot. But here. does there does there, Adam, when you're when you're like, because I'm I'm with you. Like, what's the motive where he doesn't care? And you're like, hey, make that money. He has all the then money in the world. And don't hire a CEO. Don't I, try to be profitable. I mean, you know, I, Twitter I, is hemorrhaging money right now. Yeah. Well, if you and might, basically you're saying like, why can't we get our shit together? Yeah. This might be one of the reasons. Okay. Again, I like Elon Musk. I got you. It's so, just not so the let's, best. Let's, move. let's 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 do this, Rob. Can you show the clip that I just sent you? If you can show the clip I just sent to you of 
right there. If you just show the clip. Okay, listen to this, and here is logic. Go ahead. I mean, you really have... If, if you're not going to just outright uh, commit genocide, like against an entire people, which obviously would not be acceptable to... to, to uh, really shouldn't be acceptable to anyone, um, then you, you're going to leave basically a lot of people alive who subsequently, you know, hate Israel. So really the question is, like, how... For, for every Hamas member that you kill, how many did you create? Mm-hmm. That's a, and that's if a very you good question. create more yes. than you kill, you've not succeeded. That's the you know the real situation there. That's a very good um, question. And it's safe to say that if you know, um, if you know, if if you kill somebody's child in Gaza, if you've you've made at least a few uh, Hamas members. Who will die? Yeah, just, just yeah. to kill an Israeli. And by by the way, you can pause that. I agree with them. I lived in Iran. That hatred is real because of what they did to them years ago, and it stays and it doesn't go away. By the way, guess who has a very strong belief in that? Both Israelis and mm-hmm. Palestine and Muslims. Now, both sides are also right and wrong. One can entertain both ideas. One side is talking about cleansing. Muslims are saying, you know, Israel's doing a cleansing. Cleansing? Can you pull up Muslim population uh, uh, growth history? Can you pull that up? Muslim population growth. If you can just pull that up and go, okay, uh, 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 yeah, okay, right there, look at that. 1970, 577 million. 2000, 1.29 billion. Go three rows down if you can click on the yeah, three rows down. If you go low, oh, shit, okay. Uh, <laughs> hey, oh. Yeah, right there. There you go. Zoom in. Okay, 2020, 2 billion. Where's 2023 population? Can you type in 2023? And by the way, in, in, in 1800, was only 91 million. So if you type in 2023 Muslim population, what do you find? It's got to be like 2.1 billion. Two billion. So they went from 500 million in 1970, which is only 50 years ago. They have 4 x Okay, now, meanwhile, go do the same thing, Rob. Go to Christian population growth history, okay? Christian population growth history, and let's look at this one here. Uh, uh, If you look at Christian population by decades, if they can have the same kind of a chart as they do on the other one, that'd be great. When you're finding it, I'll look for the Jew as well. And then, Pat, while you're looking for that, are they talking about the the cleansing just there, though, in that one region? But 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 no, they're talking about, they're talking about, that that could be the argument as well. So here you go. According to Pew One Research, 2.2 billion Christians around the world, up from 600 million in 1910. 600 million in 1910. I would love to know how many Muslims were around in 1910. Can you pull that up? Total Muslims population in 1910. Okay, population in 1910. All right, so if you go Muslim population in 1910, will it show it? I'd love to see uh, uh, religions in the world, 1910. to Okay, perfect. Go on that one because that's all the religions in the world. Makes it easy. All of them are on the same page. Uh, is it a video? Let's see if there. Oh, there you go. Zoom in. Look at Muslim. was 221 million. Christians were... 611 million. They were 35%. Muslim was only 12%. Fast forward to today, Christianity is 2.2 billion. That's 2010, by the way. Today, Muslim Islam is 2 billion, a little over 2 billion. They're having babies. They're having babies, and they're growing. Now go do Jewish population, okay? Jewish population growth history, something like that, if you type and see what comes up. 
And here's what you'll notice. It's 15 million people, man. Yeah. It's not a lot of people. So zoom in a little bit because of the Holocaust. The number had been reduced to 11 million by the end of 1945. The population grew to around 13 million by 1970. And today, they're at around what? Uh, 15 million, million 16 basically. million is where they're at yeah. today. So, so you're so, talking 2 billion, 2.2 billion 16 versus 16 million. million. Okay. This means for every, uh, 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 Vinny, to just kind of put that in perspective, for mm -hmm. every uh, 1,000 uh, Muslims that get, uh, for every 10 Jews that get killed, it's the equivalent of 1,400 Muslims getting killed. Got it. Did you get the math yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. So now, so, so that cleansing is, it, it doesn't fit in this narrative. Now, go to Israel on the other side when they're talking about, you know, uh, you know, here's what we have to do. You know, go get them. You know, Netanyahu, go get them. Nikki Haley, you go do, eliminate this, this, that. Okay, all right, bro, relax. Uh, uh, if you go with that one, you know, the guys that are being interviewed on Pierce Morgan last night, how many Palestinians have you killed? Such and such. 11,000. 11,000. 11, how, how many of those 11,000 were Hamas? He's, they're saying a couple dozen, meaning 60 to 80. Only 60 Bro, to 80 Hamas. That doesn't make any sense, Well, man. then that's why I think that's where the cleansing... That, it, it's, it's, for that, it's for that region. Yeah, so, so to me, that, that makes no sense. So Ilan is right when he says for every child you kill in Gaza, you're producing future Hamas members... What else are you going to live for? You're, yeah. you're going to seek vengeance the rest of your life. And I know you just uh, hosted a debate between Loomer and Dave Smith yeah. for Zero Hedge a couple of days ago. They called us and we said Adam would be a great fit. Uh, you know, when you're having things like this happen, you know, it, it makes for tensions to be up. And Elon makes the comment that he makes there. And then the market wants to come out and react to the way they do. Elon has the right to say that. But guess what? Just like people stopped drinking Budweiser and people didn't like the fact that Anheuser-Busch sent a couple beers to Dylan Mulvaney, the same standards should be held to Elon Musk. No matter how much I love Elon Musk, the same standards should be held to him. If IBM wants to do that because they're like, hey, man, we don't like what you're doing. This is, this is not cool, man. Do you understand the cleansing happened to us? They were trying to cleanse us, the Jews, the Israelis. Yeah. That, is that word is scary for us. Yours is forexed in the last 50 years. We're, we're not 4X, but we're only grown 20% in the last 50 years, if that is what we've grown. So th that's the part where there is a, there's a lot of, a, a, you know, a, a contradictions on both sides and a lot of truths being said by both sides. But do you blame anybody on one side taking their own side and not wanting to see behind, you know, past their own faults? It's such a horrible, horrible it, situation. It's, 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 it's not pretty, man. But no. I don't. I don't. I understand why businesses decided to cut from Elon Musk. Yeah. There's a risk to freedom of speech, and one of them is I don't want to sponsor with you anymore. Yeah. Um, the the term ethnic cleansing that was a term that I learned when I was a kid because I had to learn about the Holocaust, and I, this is the term that actually I think is near and dear to our hearts because the term genocide and Holocaust has happened to both of our people: the Armenian, Assyrians, the Armenian everybody. genocide, Syrian genocide. Um, that was in 1915, I want to say. Obviously, the Holocaust, where 6 million-plus Jews were, were killed. Um, listen, uh, Jewish, Christian, Muslim, uh, the killing of civilians is never right, period, full stop. You know, so I hosted this debate with Dave Smith and Lauren Loomer, both Jews, by the way, and it was interesting, three Jewish people having this deep, deep discussion 
totally different opinions and I'm moderating. I'm my job is to listen and learn and really host this discussion. You know, they talked about the ethnic cleansing thing, but according to uh, world data population between 1990 and 2022, the Palestinian population has gone from 1.9 million to 5 million. I'll repeat that. In the last 30 years, it's gone from 1.9 million to 5 million. That doesn't sound like ethnic cleansing to me. It's a 155% increase in the last 32 years, just to be specific. And in Gaza, it's expected to go from, in the city of Gaza, before this war, it was expected to go from 645,000 to 2.1 million by 2040. So the term ethnic cleansing is just so not applicable here. Now, what I will say to my friends in Israel, gentlemen, Bibi Netanyahu, um, the world is watching. Okay. Big time. Uh, we get it. You're literally fighting terrorists. You're fighting Hamas, that who was elected in 2005, 2006, after the disengagement, after Israel pulled out, and now you're fighting terrorists, and there was an emotional reaction. But the world is watching. I would argue that now, after this event, sponsored by Iran, who is basically the, the greatest champion of terror in the region, which you, you just interviewed the Shah. He, he called them, what, a mafia-like regime, and basically the business model is chaos. They sow chaos everywhere. They fund Hamas. They fund Hezbollah. They fund the Houthis that's going on in Yemen. This is a business model. But Israel, the world is watching, and I would argue that Israel is now less safe than it was a month and a half ago. And, There's and, no and, question about and, that. And the final point is this, is... is I had a conversation uh, about this, obviously, with Dave and Laura. Here's what needs to happen if for this ever to take – if somebody ha held your kids hostage, your kids hostage, don't you think you would have somewhat of an emotional reaction? Obviously. They need to figure out the hostage situation. The Qatar, Saudi, Egypt, Jordan, they need to come to the table, get these hostages figured out. They need to develop a rebuilding plan for Gaza. They need to hold elections again, and they need to acknowledge – whether it's the PA, whether it's Fatah, whoever, Hamas can no longer be leading Gaza. They're a terrorist organization. Like, seriously? And then the hopes, when, this, when Gaza, when the Palestinian people, which inherited billions and billions and billions of dollars from the international community, and they've been funneled into Hamas's war chest, look at what Dubai did. Look at what the UAE did, okay? Look at Abu Dhabi. Palestine, Gaza is a beautiful place. It's on the Mediterranean. It could be just like Tel Aviv. If you take that money and invest it in education, infrastructure, your people, hospitals, schools, and educate rather than indoctrinate, there's a day and time in a generation or so, generations go 25, 30 years, where Gaza can ultimately maybe be Dubai. But you actually want to have to have that happen and, not, and have love and peace and prosperity and GDP and not terrorism. But, but, and, and, then, and then here's the flip side, though, Pat. It's like... Have you guys been seeing what's happening in the streets all over the world? Protesting at the yes. Capitol. They're, like, you have to ask a question of why are all these people... Guys, it's in the millions that they're upset. The guy that was on yesterday, Pat, with Piers Morgan and the, and the Jewish guy, uh, they were asking for numbers. So Shmuley. Let's, Shmuley. Let's just say the number of innocents that have died in Gaza, it's around... 10,000. And, and they asked uh, Tom, how many of Hamas? And they're saying a couple of dozen are the number. Let's say 60 Hamas. So at that rate, you're killing one Hamas for 300 
uh, innocent women and children, mm -hmm. right? So at that rate, you'd have to kill 3 million Palestinians to get rid of Hamas. So that's you have to ask the question, is that worth it? And that's why the outrage is happening in the street. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you have to think about this, too. Why is someone like George Soros, who is Jewish, funding all those pro Palestinian, all these people in the streets. I don't get how that type of person is involved with this, but you have to understand, and you nailed Adam, at what point do you have to say, okay, guys, time out, because mm -hmm. that ethnic cleansing that you're talking about, it's not the whole group of Muslims. It's for that area, everybody's going bye-bye. If your goal... No, it's not. If, I just gave you the numbers. No, no, not I, everybody. No, no, at this, I, I, yes, it's sad there's 10,000 people, but Hamas is holding them hostage. I Hold on a second, but, but my point is... Tactically, if the goal is Hamas, Adam, because that's the goal. Nobody's going to argue the goal is to get rid of Hamas, all right? Mm -hmm. But at the price of getting rid of all these innocent women and children, that's where that conversation has to happen because guess what? It's yeah. not happening right now. Nobody is saying, all right, guys, it happened on October well, What day was it? October, October 7th. 7th. October 7th. Anger, pissed off, we want to retaliate. I get it. But right Rob, now, it's almost a month. We're getting a month. Yeah. Like, okay, let can me we ask, slow Let me down? ask you one question. Yeah. Uh, they've Israel, the IDF, has basically said, get from the north to the south. We're coming. Yeah. Okay? If someone told you, hey, Vinny, get the hell out of this building, go to the other building because we're coming, you would leave. Uh, who's holding the people of Gaza hostage? Is it Israel that's saying you can't leave, or is it Hamas Hold basically on. shooting them and killing them if they try well, to? Here's, well, here's one of my things. Where are they going to go? When you, when There's you're, a refugee camp. Oh, okay, Adam, Pat had to go to a refugee camp when he left I, Iran, I understand, unfortunately. some people, Adam, some people, yeah, mind you, and I'm, th yes. I'm, thinking, I'm thinking of the people there because I'm not there. Some people are like, I don't want to effing leave because if I leave, okay. I'm never going to be able to come back. So that's what Adam and come I, back to what to come back to to their land. That's they. That's, but they, but, that's but meaning they to your burnt down house to your broken that like. But the, is, I, listen, I the I'm not. Of, I'm not saying that this is right. But Israel's basically saying we're coming after Hamas. We're eliminating these terror tunnels. I want you to yeah. get out of here. Yeah. No, I, by the way, I, I, Ruben posted this. Rob, I yeah. just want to show you the clip on this guy's talking, and then, you know, uh, uh, I've seen this. It's disgusting. Go ahead and play this clip. Watch this here. Go ahead. And he said America first. You weren't happy with that. Why? Israel would not exist without America. So no America first for you? No. Are you an American? Yes. And you don't want to put America first? No. The idea that Israel would not exist. That to me, yeah. that to me I, have, I, I have zero uh, 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 tolerance for that. For what she's saying. Zero tolerance for that. And she's wearing a mask. She's covering her face. That shows well, you what type I don't, of person I don't, I don't care what she's uh, wearing she's on her wearing face. That's not, not, not what I have yeah. any problem with. Do that. I'm, I'm used to that. I lived in Iran 10 years. I saw that every day. I'm, I'm mm -hmm. immune to that. I don't care about that. Your words. You're in our house. This is America. It's a house that we're all living in. If you don't like the house you're living in, get out. Yep. Period. I agree. There's zero tolerance if, you're, if you don't like what America is. Then get out and go and live somewhere else. Yeah, go to Canada. Go to Gaza if you want to. Yeah. Go to uh, you know uh, somewhere else, but don't don't be here entertaining those ideas of you hating your country. Get out if you don't yeah. like what America stands for. That that's the one part where I draw the line and I have no. Yeah. I, I don't have any kind of a tolerance. Oh, to oh, by the way, just to be clear, I wasn't I wasn't talking about the hijab. I think she's just covering her face so she's not seen saying shit like that. Right. That's what I was. I wasn't saying about her hijab. It, it, it is what it is. I think it was just a, a scarf so, or something. So, to cover so let's her face. let's go to this next one here, which is kind of weird. Americans express support 
for Osama bin Laden oh, after reading viral letter. Okay, so Rob, if you if you have this, I think you have a couple of the clips. A 21-year-old uh, letter penned by Osama bin Laden, the founder of Al Qaeda, Al Qaeda, gained viral attention on TikTok, leading to Osama bin Laden's support for the terrorist leader. The letter, known for its openly anti-Semitic language, was originally published in The Guardian. In 2002, was removed from the platform on November 15, 2023, after the trend became widely known. The letter itself contains explicit anti-Semitic content and justifies the September 11 attacks by laying blame on Jewish people. Bin Laden's word include statements such as, Your former president warned you previously about the devastating Jewish control of capital and about a day that would come when it would enslave you and the United States shall pay for its arrogance with blood of Christians and their funds. Okay. Can you show a couple of those clips, uh, uh, clips Rob, if you got it? Uh, uh, I, I, you showed it earlier, so I'm sure you have it right there. If you want to just These are TikTok influencers? Watch this. That's what, Rob. That's showing clips of... She's the biggest culture shock that's coming in the Western world. Because you had to leave our country uh, from the white terrorists that came over and killed and bombed billions of us years and finding out that we were terrorists in the West world because one of the event was clearly plotted by the American government. She's basically saying 9-11 uh, was, was set up and then, you know, they caused this terrorist attack. So then they went over there and they're causing terror. So now it's their responsibility to come here and do terrorist shit yeah, from to us. My interpretation is that her entire life, she moved to the United States to be free. She comes here, hears that the people from her own homeland are deemed terrorists, but then she, she looks at what she came to the United States to flee, which was the terrorism that the United States puts in other countries. And okay. I, yeah. So, so okay. F fantastic. No problem. If, if that's the case, you lose the argument with purely data. And, and FYI, I'm not one that's sitting here saying 9-11 was 100% this and there was no inside. We interviewed the guy that came in here and sat down for two hours and the interview was taken down and we were flagged for it. So we'll entertain those conversations. And I'm not sitting here saying who owned the building. You know the person that owned the building. That, Larry Silverstein. You know, yeah, all these other weird things that we're not going to get into right now. But here's what I'm going to get into. Simple data. You came here. Your family came here. You feel safe here. Muslims come to Christian countries to live because they feel safer here. Why do Muslims come to America? How many Christians move to Muslim countries? How many Jews move to Muslim countries? How many Catholics move to Muslim countries? Why not? Tell me why not. Does America have a, 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 a track record where we've had presidents here and there that they've used the weapons of mass destruction or the you know, military industrial complex that I talked about? That be careful with. Have they used it? Yes. Yes, people have used it. Of course they've used it. And, and how can you say that so comfortably? Because that's money is tempting for certain people. And some people can be bought. Some people have their dirty stories comes out and they use that against them for 40 years. So that never leaks to anybody because they don't want to be publicly embarrassed. That happens in politics. That happens in sports. That happens in one of the questions I asked the Shah was one of uh, the Shah's son, uh, Crown Prince Reza Pahlavi. I asked him about a general called Fardust, who was the deputy director of Savak. And this general deputy director of Savak, Fardust, was a, uh, uh, the right-hand guy to the Shah, this guy right here. And he was so poor growing up, but his grandfather, Shah's grandfather, meaning Reza Pahlavi's father, 
Reza Khan paid for his son to go to France to get educated and paid for him as well to go accompany his son. Fast forward years later, there's rumors that this guy had a uh, gay lover, a general Abbas. And this guy goes from being a deputy director to of Savak to being the deputy director of Savam for Khomeini. Why would Khomeini keep you? Because they had dirt on you. Yep. And that's how they kept your loyalty. And they said, we'd never release it to anybody. So they kept it. And they used. Is that possible for that to happen? Yes. Are they things that things happen in politics that's dirty? Yes. But data tells us this. The restaurant that people feel the safest to go and raise a family in, regardless of your religion, is America. That's where people feel the safest in. Till today. It could change tomorrow. It could change if Americans forget about data and forget about why people come here. You want to find out what Detroit looks like? You want to go to Michigan? You would think you're in the Middle East. Go to Detroit. Go to Michigan. They're totally safe. It's America. America allows you to be here, whatever religion you are, to live in a place like this. So they can talk about all these letters and have the vengeance, and it was an inside job, and I'm glad we did this, and da da da, all this stuff you want to say. You go at it. You say that all you want. It's not going to change the fact that America is the greatest country in the world. And our job of Americans living here who believe that is to call out bullshit when we are going in the wrong direction and call out data that proves that we are the greatest country, show economical advancement and technologies, what we've done that's positively impacted everybody, and then hold the leaders accountable to not continue to mess that they're doing like our current president today that he's given a speech and saying what is true, that G is a communist, is a dictator, and his own camp looks at him shaking their head saying, you should have never said that. Yeah. Okay. We can't be transparent here. So, yeah, we're going to do the accountability thing. But, no, you can't make the argument about America is a country you're not proud of. So, Tom, what are your thoughts when you're hearing these stories about Osama bin Laden letters and what they're doing about America? Well, I, I see two things. First of all, a point that we made earlier in the podcast, if you go back and look at the U.S. war in Afghanistan, Iraq, and there were women and children that were killed. And we can look back and we can see now there are populations there that were the children that were born out of that and they're worse than their dads were. And so the first truth is, you know, it all comes around full circle. The second truth is, you know, the price of freedom of speech is freedom of speech, is free speech. And I agree, if you come here and you have such a problem, and I think Jimmy Carter was even interrupted um, during a speech and someone screaming, screaming, screaming. And I think he just said very simply, okay, you can go back. And it was a, a clear point. And I, and I think that when people are, are, are Jimmy Carter said that, I, I think it was Carter. I think it was Carter was interrupted in a speech by someone bah, 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 protesting about something. And he's like, you can go back. You know, it's like, you know, the doors open the other way or something. But it was he was he he said it in a nice way, like if, if things are so terrible here. Why, why don't you go back? But um, I, I agree with you on one key point about the data. This is a one way street. America is where everybody wants to come so they can have the free speech. But when they come here and they don't want to at least respect the foundation that gives them that free speech, I got a problem with that. So you come here so you can pop off your mouth, you know, without consequence. You take all those gays for Hamas. Yeah, go do that little demonstration in Beirut. See how that demonstration ends. You better call the cops first to encircle you because you're going to need protection before it starts. You're going to be base jumping from the top of a building. The issues that I have is exactly what you have. But 
I never want to give up free speech, and it just kills me that these people are here. But one of the prices of free speech is free speech. Yep. And the beauty, though, Tom, it, with free speech, you get to actually know what's inside people's souls. That's the beauty of, of free speech because we get to see what we are dealing but with. But for those that come here and immediately don't like it here, you want to go back, go back. Yeah. But it is a one-way street. People don't like the hellhole they're at. They want to get to the United States, and unless they're from Venezuela, end up in Chicago, and I want to go back to Venezuela real quick, you know, be, for a lot of good reasons, you know, it's just like, really, it's so good here that you can pop off your mouth. You can do what you want, say what you want, be what you want, and all this. And it's so good here. And then you cross a line when you want to tear down what is here because there's no logic in that. Where's the logic in that? That when you get here to express yourself freely and you're not going to be bonked on the head, <clears throat> and but then cross the line over to say, this place sucks, it should be torn down. Wait a minute. The reason it's here and exists like this is the reason you're here. Hey, pep, pep, pep. What did your mom say when she was watching TV and someone was giving an opinion about the U.S. president and it was translated for Poor her? Poor guy, they're going to kill him. And how long has she been here? Just first week. Exactly right. So she's watching TV and she's seeing here with her perspectives from not in the U.S. She's a guy doing this. It gets, what's she saying? Translate it for me. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, the poor man. They're going to kill him. Damn. Because that's her reality from where she came from. The price of free speech is free speech, but when you cross a line, you want to tear it down, you know, I want to send you back. Well, I'll, I'll kind of put a ribbon on this. We started the whole conversation off with basically TikTok, right? So what's the biggest, who owns TikTok? Bike China. Dance, China, China, CCP. So Pat, one of the things that you've educated me on and you've educated our audience is things need to go both ways, right? So we can have TikTok here. Let us know when we can have Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Let us all have all our social media apps in your country, all right? But you can come do whatever you want here. You can steal our IP. All right, great. What does that have to do with the situation going on in the Middle East? Let's so, send OnlyFans to the Arabic countries. Yeah, I'm sure. Mia Khalifa would not last long yeah. in Gaza right now doing all that. But there is something at the core. I think, look, people say Islam is a religion of peace, and I'll take them at their word. Amazing. I have friends who are Arab, Islam, Muslim, great, zero beef whatsoever, friends. But we also have to admit that there is a faction. If it's 1%, that's 2 million people. If it's 10%, it's 20 million people, okay, 200 million people that are Islamists, fundamentalists, are, and want to practice fundamental Islamic Sharia law, export basically the caliphate, internally and externally and want to practice jihad that is an element of islam that needs to be addressed and i'm not saying that's all or even most but if it's one percent or even ten percent of two billion of two billion people that's a lot of what's ten percent of two billion? Two hundred million people that's, a, that's okay. a conservative number so if it's one percent that's 20 million people that's one percent of Islamists, fundamentalists, or more than any Jews on the planet. Let's just establish that. So you could go to any country you want. You're in Dearborn, Michigan. You're in L.A. You're even doing riots in Miami. You're in London. You're taking over London. You're in Paris. That's awesome. You're exporting your beliefs. That's awesome because these countries, these democracies, will take anybody. But much like China, you can't go to Iran. You can't go to Lebanon. You can't go to Syria. You can't go to Gaza with any other belief 
other than theirs. Yep. So if you want to come into the Western world, into the Judeo-Christian democratic world, and have your beliefs and set up your areas, do your thing. We have people of Congress that are basically supporting, supporting Hamas. It's actually acceptable here, but you can't go to that side of the world and try to say, yeah, I'm a proud Jew, I'm a proud Christian, this is what I'm trying to do. Nope. So it doesn't work both ways, and there is a double standard, and that's the problem that I have. Exactly. Right. What, what, what works in Durka, Durkistan isn't going to work Durka, Durka. Let's go to the next story. All right, a couple things here. So, uh, one, uh, 17,000 signed petition against Macy's Thanksgiving trans extravaganza. Um, nearly 17,000 signed this petition organized by 1 million moms in a conservative group affiliated with the American Family Association decrying the inclusion of two gender non-conforming performers, Justin David Sullivan and Alex Newell, in the upcoming Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. The petition uh, claims that the event will promote a liberal LGBTQ agenda that is not family-friendly. 1 million moms warns Macy's, the parade sponsor against associating with trans performers, citing uh, past backlash and boycotts facing by corporations like Bud Light or for similar partnership. The petition criticized Macy's for its involvement, stating it is clear that Macy's does not have our children's best interest in mind. Tom, thoughts on this? Uh, beware the crowd. The people are speaking up. People are less worried about this cancel culture. And now people are speaking up and saying, listen, if you want to make the, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade has been a parade forever for everybody. And if they're going to, you know, in, you know, inject this 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 wokeism and promote and feature these performers, then guess what? The customer has the right to say, hang on, we're all together here and we don't like that. And, you know, better be careful. We've got wallets and Black Friday comes right after Thanksgiving and, you know, we're, we're not into this. And so I, I think the consumer is people. Let's put it this way. People. Now that we know what happened with COVID, now that we understand what's happened, you know, with George Floyd, now that we understand what's happened with so many things, some of the good and the awareness that was inside some of these protests and things that came out, the other side is being exposed. And now people are unafraid to speak up against it. They were so scared during COVID. I can't speak up against it. I'll lose my job. It does all this. And all of a sudden we've got apologies going to U.S. servicemen. Whoops. Sorry. Hang on. You know, back, you know, gosh, guys. And now I think people are unafraid to come up and speak their mind. And so the consumer is speaking up. And I, I think this is, this is the way it should be. The consumer is speaking up. Vinny. You want to put it out there? Consumer doesn't want to buy it and they want to protest. That's all right. Can I go into that one, Pat? Because, no. because, and Tom, it's crazy. Me, I, I was just telling Pat that I wanted to go there. You just brought it up about the servicemen. So, uh, and about COVID and the vaccine, the U.S. Army is sending letters, and I, I sent Rob a photo to former troops saying that in light of the removal of the COVID 19 vaccine requirement, they uh, cannot apply to, to get their reasons of discharge changed. This means derogatory remarks or dishonorable discharges can now be removed or reversed. Notice notice how, how weird that is, right? They're also inviting unvaccinated uh, people to join because recruitment numbers are down. So all of a sudden, they stop their mm. vaccine requirements, right? But not before forcing thousands of soldiers to get the wow. jab, Pat. Just like our friend, Pat, Major Katie Hernandez. She's yep. a really good uh, a friend of ours. She's on my podcast. She now suffers from myocarditis, okay? Now, uh. those soldiers should be able to sue, and that's the letter that Rob uh, has up right now, and it's like, Pat, all this, like, you just nailed it. She top. should get her VA benefits so she doesn't go broke I on that. I think 100%. She just, she, she just got stationed uh, 
somewhere else. She was here on the show, but it's like, not really. Now you're telling them, like, hey, listen, that dishonorable discharge that, mind you, and Pat, you know this, it ruins your life, Adam. If you have dishonorable discharge at, on your record, that is, nobody's looking at you. Well, that means the government doesn't trust you. So now, what, you're going to reverse it now after you've already ruined my life? F you to the government for doing that type of shit to these people. And and speaking of, Pat, I, I'm going to stay on the vaccine uh uh, a vaccine topic. While I was going down this rabbit hole, I started seeing videos and some of these articles about something that you never hear about, and it's the Amish community uh, when it comes to the unvaccinated, like their their children. Because our our numbers for for aut autism and ADD and all these chronic illnesses are skyrocketing in the Amish community. The percentage of their children having all these diseases, Adam, is very, very low, e mm. almost even non-existent. And it's like our government our government has been studying the Amish people for decades, Tom, but you know why none of these come out to the public? Because it would destroy the CDC and all their narratives about uh, forcing all these drugs on our kids. It's crazy that you never... we You think of Amish and people are like, look at those weird... Yeah. Look at those weirdos. But you know what? Those weirdos as children are not dealing with the shit that our kids are dealing with because they haven't been forced all this poison. N narratives hate sustained per data sets. Vinia, yeah. perfect segue to my point. And um, look, um, <laughs> am I trying to go uh, Amish on you? No. no. But listen, uh, one of the great honors of being on this podcast since PBD started this in 2020 is learning, right? I've been wrong on some things. I've been right on some things, but I've learned a lot. And one of the biggest things that I've learned uh, is the, the need for traditional family values in America, okay? The, the nuclear family, two-parent household, and understanding what makes the world work and what makes relationships work and what raises kids the right way and watching how Pat raises kids and watching how Tom raises kids. Like, Vinny, you and I, we've been pretty selfish, right? You've been focused on your stand-up comedy career. I've focused on making money, doing everything with that, partying in South Beach. But, you know, there comes a time in a man's life, whether he's 30, 40, 50, whatever the freaking number, where you realize, all right, there's more to life than just having a good time and partying and telling jokes and all that. And I do want a family one day, you know, dealing with some different women out yeah. there. I get it. We're honing in. Trans women or no, just No, no, just regular okay. old, old Got school you. women. Got you. But I, 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 all my best friends are married, 99% of them. I assume most of your best. Yeah. I'm Uncle Adam to all these kids. I have a nephew, like... I, I want to have a family, and it scares the hell out of me to see that this is what parents have to worry about, these LGBTQIA+, woke, transgender. This is what kids are being indoctrinated with, and it's scary as hell. And injected so, with. And, and injected inject with all, as well. Of course, forcing, so, the, forcing something inside of them. So, you know, you famously, I quote it all the time, whether someone should be selfish or selfless. And for, if you're a young person out there and you don't have a family, you don't have kids— you should be mostly selfish. Make your money. Do your thing. Look your best. Feel your best. Act your best. But once you have, you're married and have kids, you have to be way more selfless, right? 100%. And it, it's just very scary to see what's going on out there. And uh, I understand why parents are freaking out. And I understand why this is such a hot-button issue. I would not want my kid dealing with the nonsense that's going Hell on today. No. Well, I'm glad these service people are going to get some relief because normally a U-turn like this from government only happens in election year. And at least it's not... Oh. Oh wait. Oh wait, yeah. Uh -huh. But so Pat, being cuz this is an article of, of the army, you were in the army. How do you feel that they're doing this now to these pe to these thousands of people, Pat? You were in, I was in. How do, how do you respond to something like that? You're getting a letter now? 
saying, hey, well, my bad. Rob, go back to that ad, the, the one that says no vaccines to join the military, whatever ad you had. Zoom in a little bit. This is what the recruitments are yeah, putting exactly. out. So look at this. U.S. Army, COVID vaccine <laughs> not required. Career opportunities, over 150 jobs, up to $50,000 of establishment, uh, enlistment bonus, full-time, part-time, guaranteed, uh, uh, 19, 18 pay per month starting for officers, 36, 37, over $70,000 for college, 4000 tuition assistant, guaranteed job for choice, no... Two, three, four, five, six-year uh, uh, enlistment option. Paid. 100% college tuition. Travel the world. 30 days paid vacation. Army training and course uh, count towards your college degree. So can do you imagine how embarrassing it is to not have to say vaccine is not required? The lead story. You know, they say yeah. don't bury the lead. Yeah, That's the number one so thing by the U.S. Embarrassing Army. Embarrassing that they have to say something like this. Now. For them to call back the other guys and say, hey, come back. This happens. That part is normal. Elon Musk fired 50% of the company, and then he realized, oh, shit, we fired some of the people we needed. Yeah. And they're like, listen, mm -hmm. can you come back? I, we need you. Can you come back? And some of them came back. Someone said, screw you. I'm not coming back. This happens everywhere. Um, the Army made a mistake. The military made a mistake. And it, the, the people that were forced out and were publicly humiliated. We had a guy on here that was forced out after 14, 15 years. And we had him talking two years ago, how he felt, what he was feeling like. It was emotional. This is all you know. You want to do 20, 30 years in the middle. If you had 14 years, you know what you want to do? Six more years to get your retirement. You're trying to get your 20-year retirement. You're trying to get to your 25, 30-year retirement. But uh, I'm not surprised. Bad ideas keep getting exposed. It's continuous. The only thing I ask is we need accountability and for people to not have a short memory when they try to do this again. again. <laughs> That's the biggest part. Bingo. Again. The next time, be loud. You saw what they did. Don't sit on the sidelines and say, you should take it. If you don't take it, you don't care about the elderly people. You don't care about your parents and your grandparents. You, what if your grandma died? What if your mom died? Ugh. What if you this died? And they would put this fear in everybody. And uh, it was a very weird time. Anyways, we are at the end of the podcast. Uh, really good podcast. Lots coming out. Stay tuned, gang, for the pod that will come out. Uh, most likely tomorrow, the interview with Crown Prince Reza Pahlavi. Uh, Town Hall, uh, if you haven't picked up a ticket yet for general mastermind, general uh, seating, this is the last opportunity. Some of you guys are going to get a chance to post questions at RFK. And some of you will be walking up. If you're part of the VIP, you'll walk up in front of RFK. You'll ask the question. He'll address it. And many of those clips last time went viral and were picked up by other people. This is not an event you want to miss, uh, especially for a man with that kind of a last name, RFK. Go to 5990live.com to get your ticket. Again, go to 5990live.com to get your tickets. We will see you there December 6th in Fort Lauderdale. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye, bye-bye.